This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bailock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we find two guys that look and sound just like us. We're shot and killed. And now, those guys are doing this very episode as they watch Spine 267 in the Criterion Collection, Akira Kurosawa's Kajamusha, RJ, from 1980. Could you imagine a better gift than to be replaced with doppelgangers? But and, for... and like no one would know, but we would we would be freed. But what? But first, <laughs> yeah. What a day! You know, I woke up this okay. morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, it looks like mm-hmm. we're, we're getting some like good news coming out of uh, the U.S. We got a looks like things are coming up nicely with the Senate. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we've got confirmation yeah. coming with mm-hmm. uh, just like the final little like cherry on top of the electoral college bullshit. Something that I'm sure none of us knew anything about until this ele- this election cycle, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just thought it'd be a good day. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you uh, start each day with uh, um, naive optimism? <sighs> yeah, you know, I was I was following along with some of the news, and it was very boring and being like, oh boy, C-SPAN, watching these like blowhards just like stroke themselves, RJ, really pleasuring themselves <laughs> in front of they their peers. Ex- what? Uh, Sorry. Oh, I mean. Verbally, they were just, oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, we were fond of metaphors and themes here. Um, theme- I understand. There, it was a thematic stroke. And then oh. um, and then I went for lunch, RJ. I went and got, yeah, and got, then what happened? I, got myself, I went and got some, myself some taco time with a, a gift card I received for Christmas. What a day. People know, I know. This is, this are, these are all things. I was like, yeah, you know, procedural, very procedural. And mm-hmm. then I uh, go and look at my, my Twitter feed. Because when I left, I saw something about, like, uh, some, like, hooligans had, like, kind of tore down some fences. And they're, like, trying to get into the, the Capitol. I'm like, oh, boy, a couple of chuckleheads. And then I, and then, like, <laughs> like whatever, four, 40 minutes later, what? What? What's going on? What, what happened, Jared? I, 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 I don't know. No. D- does anyone know for sure? Here, I mean, maybe one day when someone tunes in to listen to episode 229, Kajamusha, some years down the road, it'd be like, this This is the day, January 6th, 2021. Mm-hmm. I haven't I didn't write that down, like, on a check or anything like that, so I haven't screwed it up. Um, This is the day that, uh, I don't know, <laughs> some, some, what would it, be the worst word? It'll go down and... What what are the people? What are they being called right now? Um, I saw protesters for a while. I do. I, I don't see. Some, I think it's changed to rioters. Yeah, rioters. They've decided to go with. I think the stronger language. Um, well, uh, call me when they up it to uh, terrorists. I believe mm, is the proper d- terminology. D- 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 domestic or no? They were Dem- they were all lone wolves. I mean, a I mob. Think a easy. mob. Actually, I've seen mob. Because that sounds like, well, they're not thinking for themselves. They're, they just got... Mob, call, they, mob they mentality? Got, exactly. See, it absolves them of individuality, but we can also call them lone wolves acting alone. Hey, is that the same mentality that gets a rapist off with the uh, boys will be boys? <laughs> you know, you can't contra- control these boys. They got all those hormones, Jarrett. Yeah. 
Well, Hormones. Well, apparently law enforcement is pro whatever it was. As, yeah. uh they, they got kind of like the royal treatment. Sure. I, so, I so saw someone, ushered someone, right in. Someone was shot and killed. Um, as, yeah, as, but details on that were a little fuzzy. They don't know who or what, how it happened. Oh, there's video, my friend, that I have seen. Oh, was of, there? Oh, yeah. A young, a young a protester. A young, oh yeah, yeah, a young protester woman. Uh, yeah, she's she's dead. So, oh anyway, oh good. Yeah, so yep. it's good. But anyway, um, the the current uh, leader of that country uh, mm-hmm. decided to talk about sacred landslides, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. th- that that he loves them all. To, to I think he called them very special people. Very, very special people He's... that he loves them. Yeah. And to go home, but but at the same time, this, you don't concede what has what was stolen. And um, yeah. anyway, so he, for the next eleven hours, he's going to be mm-hmm. banned from Twitter. Um, I did yeah. see some hilarious thing on Twitter today about a uh, hilarious um, mm-hmm. th- about how uh, a source in the White House close to the president described him as being quote out of his mind. And <laughs> it's like that's good. Uh, Yep, he's out of his mind. Well, I mean, has that never not been the case? Like, the, my favorite image that was going around is that uh, the one from, uh, you know, I think I, I think uh, I should leave, uh, where he's in the hot dog suit and he's like, "We're all looking for the guy who did this." I uh, I think that's uh, the best one. But I, I did have the distinct pleasure of uh, seeing that video before it was removed, and uh, you know, he he says, "Hey, you know, I'm mad." Just like you guys, we uh, we were all robbed on this, and uh, maybe go home. But uh, I love you. You're very special people, mm-hmm. and uh, see you later. Is pretty much what it went down. I mean, I knew today was going to be legendary. I thought it was going to be for our Kegomusha episode because mm. people were so excited for yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that's not why today will be uh, remembered, but um, you know, I just. Uh, I, I I don't know what to think anymore, Jer. Hmm. You know, I did not have the optimism going in today because I felt like our own provincial government uh, has been failing us late uh, in the last couple of days. And Creepvania? I found some choice. Uh, Creepvania, our uh, local premier, uh, <laughs> who, uh, you know, said that children were a reasonable risk in Count. our pro- uh, province's development. Count, Count Kenny. Yeah, Count Kenny. Uh, he's like, you know, this is a reasonable risk. And he, uh, a quote on him too was, you know, there, there is absolutely no health effects for children or adolescents, uh, with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I went, Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I was, what, what, about, morning, what about those COVID toes? Yeah. COVID toes, asthma. Uh, I personally As- know a 16 year old uh, girl. Asthma. Asthma. Yeah, Asmar. Uh, I personally know a uh, a young 16-year-old who uh, was very healthy a year ago and now has uh, asthma and can't run anymore because they had COVID. And it's like, that's a bummer, you know? Hmm. So I did not ha- share your optimism this morning. Uh, and I was at work. And then uh, it was almost near the end of the day, like 2 o'clock. I think we had about 40 minutes left. Uh, and someone went, hey, you, uh, you should turn on the news on your computer there. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> And I was like, what news? And they're like, the U.S. news. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then I remembered that for about a week or two, uh, Trump was promoting January 6th, protests, stop the steal. 
Well, and I was like, his, "Oh boy, what his, did they do now?" Well, Donald's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was talking about oh, how yeah. we need to have trial by combat. Um, oh, that worked great before, didn't it? Um, well, I mean, I know it, I know it mostly from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It worked for Tyrion, did it not? Yeah, the first time. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then then the next time it happened, it was not so good. Head with yeah. head, head, head heads being squeezed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, Jared. I'm gonna say something kind of controversial here. Uh, I think violence is bad. <laughs> so uh, take Hot. that as you will. I guess that's, that's pretty si- pretty sizzling. You know, I had so much fun stuff planned, like uh, Instagram posts, mm-hmm. uh, really funny things. Uh, I even, I for a second, I even posted a pretty sick uh, screen grab from Secret Honor about the American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, because uh, I was just gonna put that out there, but I was like, you know, I don't, see, I don't know if people I, will want this. See, right I, now. I, I, I have noticed that I feel like those uh, Secret Honor political posts of yours, they just kind of die. I don't think yeah. that's, that's not what people want. They want uh, they want sassy quotes about art and John Cassavetes. Uh, that's what the that's I, what that's what the kids are about, RJ. I am amazed at how well that was performing. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not. Because, I'm not at all. No. Well, no. I mean, I thought it was funny because of uh, you know my connection to art not being real, but mm-hmm. uh, I was like, no way. The people I, I think the majority of the people who follow us on Instagram don't actually listen to the podcast. Uh, and it showed based on commenters, uh, you know, like uh, one guy who had to get his two cents in, who is like, he's like, well, that's why John Cassavetes movies are bad. <laughs> and it's like, all right. Because, like, I mean, it shows how much of an idiot he is. It's taken completely out of context. Yeah. I mean, I, I found that. I mean, that particular uh, meme or whatever you want to call yeah. it, that's still, it, it really. Uh, captures the glibness of instagram i think that's uh that's usually yes, it it's it, it crosses perfectly over and you get and you get mm-hmm. much success much success yeah i was uh i was very impressed with that but i had a lot of stuff planned today i was going to talk about the kegamusha contest and mm-hmm. uh now it's just like i don't know if i can even promote that on uh, the social medias because no one's gonna care no oh, fuck do you, should we talk about the contest or save it for later? <laughs> I don't even know because it's dead. It's dead in the water. Well, maybe in a week if things settle down, then we'll do the Kegamusha contest. You have to, you have to like, it won't. It. Yeah, you have to date it or something. Yeah, yeah. be like, hey, remember what happened that day? Huh? Commem- well, hey, it's like, maybe- it's like a commemorative plate. I was gonna say we could sign, we could sign the, and date it so that it would even increase the value of yeah. uh, the uh, the Kegamusha. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, well, Good. we can discuss that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are how are you, RJ? In, in other business. <laughs> I mean, I was a. Uh, it's like I said, I w- I wasn't um, super cheery because uh, I'm uh, disappointed in my in our own government. Uh, dealings lately but hey before uh this national u.s news uh creeps creepsville proper as a province was in uh the national global news and international news for all of our politicians going to hawaii over uh christmas that's right well hawaii mexico arizona mexico. uk wherever 
I, I loved the one L, uh, one MLA statement where he's like, you know, it wasn't my best thought out plan. I'll try to be better in the future. <laughs> oh. and, and a lot of people were like, it's like, you know how you just fly to Hawaii on a whim. You know, you don't really think it out. A member of legislative assembly who is elected because of their thought process and how they can handle things just to be like, well, I didn't really think about it, I guess. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. <laughs> well, I guess it's, it's not so bad when there's one of you. But when there are seven or whatever the final counts heading toward, when you start including staff, it's, you just go, huh? Mm-hmm. It's almost like they don't. Yep. It's almost like they don't believe it's real. <laughs> oh, I've I've heard of, I've heard that a little bit. I had an actual staff member today say, "Well, you know, those BLMs were looting," and I was like, hmm? So I just uh, I turned. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> those BLMs. Well, I mean, so, uh, I, I chose. Yeah. Yeah, I chose not to interact in that uh, in that exchange. Uh, same person also had some questionable opinions on dogs, and I was like, uh, I was like, what? I, what? I, I found a very well. They, they said something like, I said, I think we were talking about all dogs go to heaven, the movie, and uh, the person was like, yeah, I don't like that. Even the Pope says dogs go to heaven. I'm not really about that. And I was like, my eyes like just like you could see just internal, like internally, I was like, what? I was like, how could you think that? Like, what do you get out of that? Why would you take that away from other people and be like, dogs don't go to heaven? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh. And like, I know you, the staunch atheist. Mm. Like, I mean, even I think you would be like, it's like, why would anyone say that? What do you gain from from saying something like well, that? Well, I, th- I think people do, but definitely not dogs. <laughs> not dogs. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> So I, I've taken myself out of a few situations in the last week or two. Arch, because RJ, I was like, maybe only dogs and cats go to heaven. I'd be fine with that. They're the only ones that deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Look how bad you are. Even even like Cujo? I mean, he, yeah, but he had mental illness. <laughs> what, what about, so uh, was it Volt, Zoltan Dracula's dog? He's a pretty bad dog. Zoltan Dracula's dog? What yeah. are you talking about? That movie I watched... Oh, Zoltan, I think is the name of the dog. Well, I've never seen that, but was he, he probably had mental illness too. So it's not his fault, dude. Uh, I mean, he was Dracula's dog. Exactly. He was corrupted by evil, like many, uh, but uh, redemption is a, anyways, how are you doing? Oh, swell. Yeah? Amazing. How was that taco time today? Pretty good. Pretty good. No, they didn't fuck it up. When? Very nice. When you were still I mean, ignorant. I, I look forward to being able to dine in for like my f- four minutes when I eat my uh, burrito. That's how, Is I'm, that I'm, how long they give you? No, that's a while. No, no you're like not that, to dine That's how much I give my. Yeah, you can't dine in at all. You got to go eat it out, out on the pavement like an animal. Yeah, but if, uh, if you eat it all on the way to like going to get your hot sauce and stuff, because you're like, I'm just getting the hot sauce, and you, you shovel it oh, all in. Well, there's no pump. They don't, they don't let you pump your own sauce. It's, they, only have, they, have it like, they have it pre-cupped for you. So they're like, what they, else are they going to take from us? I don't know. I don't know. As soon as it's going to be like goddamn paper straws to drink out of, that I, you know, <sighs> maybe I'll be storming like Capitol buildings. City, City yeah, Hall? Yeah, I'll, I'll show them. I'll show uh, I'll, I'll show them the blood of a patriot. No more paper straws. Bring me back hey, my hot sauce no, pump. Okay, and my ranch I, dressing. No one, nobody wants paper drinking straws. No one. No, just get metal straws. Yeah, rewash. Me- yeah, you just wash them like anything else. 
That's what we have. We have metal straws. Have your, own, fine. have your own personal metal straw that you go about with. Because yeah. A&W embrace those garbage paper straws. Ugh. Just, like, don't have a straw at all. Just have the little sippy cup thing that keeps the ice from coming into your mouth. I mean, you I'll, know, I'll, be an adult. I'll, I mean, I'll drink it open open mouth. I mean, you, at restaurants. I know you will. Or yeah. you will. Yeah, at restaurants are open. Yeah, I mean, hell it's, yeah, it's I know you will. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, pre-COVID, I was at a restaurant, and they had glass straws. And that was that was quite the treat, my friend. I was living <sighs> in luxury that day. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Want, you want to hear from some uh, some patriots? Well, do you think that we'll, we'll be able to gauge whether these were sent previously or in the last two hours? Maybe, well, based on def- what definitely they're, what they're talking about. half of these were sent during the calamity of the day. Calamity Ganon? <laughs> sure. From the Legend of Zelda? Okay, cool. Sure. Let, let me have it. Any females? I uh, Potentially? I mean, n- No. You know, maybe I should change up my game here because is is me saying females is that a little problematic? Should I say any whatever you choose? Uh, you I'd have, be fine with you'll, that. You'll have to pray on that, RJ. Okay, I'll I'll consult my youth pastor. But you know, I'm fine with uh, any non-binaries in there, Jared. Well, well, first of all, we've got one yeah. from the very last day of last year. Oh, they were real late or early, I suppose. Or early, depending on how you look. Late at it. and yeah. early, depending on how you look at it. Uh, from the podcast commission. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. This, oh, you're cool, buddy. This is entitled "Concerning Dialogue." Dear Criterion Creeps, uh-huh. allow me to begin by mm-hmm. wishing you and all of the proverbial creeps crew a happy 2021 i am writing to you in the hopes that 2021 can be filled with more high quality less unsavory content however i agree as is customary i've been briefed on a concern shared by the executive of the podcast quality commission of north america the issue in question comes from an episode released on december 30th 2020 entitled king of kings in which mr duncan alludes to receiving correspondence from quote come punk related to preparation mm. of a pipe mm-hmm. bomb having listened to the yep. excerpt several times myself i'm unable to make heads or tails of the exchange and can only hope that it was an elaborate new year's prank regardless the concern has been forwarded from the podcast quality commission of north mm-hmm. america's quality control division to its mm-hmm. anti-terrorism division for review Wow, uh, you're on their list now, pal. You're wow. right behind those proud boys. We, we. Oh no, no, yeah. no! Do not, uh, <laughs> do not chunk me into this. I, uh, I have never said anything questionable, yeah. ever. All right, there, Rand. all right, Rand. Again, my sincerest huh? hope that this pipe bomb discussion was a prank and shall not be repeated in future episodes. Warm regards, yep. Maximov G. Orky, Assistant Quality Assurance Associate, the Podcast Quality Commission of North America. Yep. Uh, you know, I, for one, uh, I'm glad, I'm happy to hear from them because uh, I think your reign of terror needs to end, my friend. Uh, I think the Electoral College can uh, get someone else in here. Uh who, uh, and you'll go out peacefully, right? Well, I let that transfer happen. Hmm. I don't know. I hope so. I tra- but I'm, I'm glad they got your number. Well, you can ch- check us out over on Parlor. What's Parlor? Oh, I won't even. I won't even talk about that. Oh my god. Okay. I I, I legitimately don't know. Good. But, uh, That's th- good. Thank you for sparing me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hobby jobby. Oh. 
boy. This is uh, I, I don't have a nickname uh, for new new friend, but uh, HJ. It's, it's all there. HJ. HJ to your RJ. Wow. Man, your commission. Well, you got two straights well, if, on there. No, no, no. Hey, if he's HJ, you're RJ. What does RJ mm-hmm. mean? What does R? What does the R mean? Hmm. If you gotta ask, you can't afford <laughs> well, it. That's right. D S N word. Excuse me. What? Uh, I don't know. If, uh, uh, Nintendo? Is that the? Oh yeah, I love Nintendo. Okay. Hello, kind yeah. sirs. Pestering old hobby jobby here. I just mm-hmm. finished up DS9 last week and wanted to offer Whoa. up a fun game. Slight Uh-oh. spoiler, but in the eighth season. Uh oh. What? There's there is no eighth season much that I'm aware of. Are, are they are they making a fun? A fun thing is that why they're Maybe. saying the eighth season, Jared? Perhaps one of the characters drops an end bomb. Which character do you think it would be, or is that the uh, game? I want to Venmo fifty big ones or whatever that is after the U.S. Canadian conversion to the one of you who can guess which character does the bad deed. Uh okay, I'm on board with this. We can we can uh, postulate a little who, bit who, on uh... who says Nintendo. Who says Nintendo? My guess, uh, I mean, I think the obvious one would be like Quark, but uh, <laughs> the, the obvious one. <laughs> well, because he's always he's always like saying weird stuff, you know. But okay. I feel like I feel like Odo would be a sneaky one because he doesn't always know what he's saying because you know he's usually liquid. He doesn't know how solids interact. Hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball. I'm gonna say Dax. That's my pick. Okay. I'm going with Dax. Um Hmm. I'm cuz there's network TV. They they're only they're only going to let some people say that and get away with it. I don't, I don't so think who, I don't, who's the Nintendo head on uh, on uh, the Starship or on the station. I'm going to go Jake Jake? Yeah. He does have huge fingers, man. So he might he would be able to play Nintendo really good. Mm-hmm. Like he could play he, it one-handed, he, I I think. No, he's the, I mean he's I think he's the youngest member of the cast. So he definitely Yeah. He's probably put in some time on Mario Kart and stuff. I I mean in my in my version of DS9 he does. Right. There's still sure. there's still it's a classic. Some doing yeah. some Smash Brothers. He's yeah. real Smash and, uh, Bro. Yeah, and I'm glad that Hobby Jobby mentioned the uh, conversion right there because if uh, said person does uh, make good on this and uh, Venmo us uh, 50 bucks American, that's like, what, like $56 Canadian? $62 Canadian? I'll take those Ethereum bucks. Ooh, what is that? Well, that's, that's like the, that's, it's going to be bigger than Bitcoin. And Bitcoin's huge now. One, one you bit, know what? One Bitcoin's almost $50,000 Canadian, RJ. I just I I was just gonna say I I haven't thought about Bitcoin for about four months, mm-hmm. uh, and then someone brought it up today. Someone's like, "Hey, do you know how much Bitcoin is worth in dollars?" And I was like, "What?" So I looked it up, and it's uh, thirty five thousand dollars U S. Yeah, U S. dollars yeah. right now today. Uh, a, a, so, a friend of mine uh, bought into it back at the start or right before pandemic, and okay. lost like three thousand dollars, but then bought even more into it, and now has like quadrupled five times the amount of money because <laughs> like from are from... they going to give us any no 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 um you, you gotta you gotta learn how to play not? the game rj you gotta learn you gotta go do it yourself 
no, I want free money. <laughs> no, give me. Don't, don't we all? G- give me. Yeah. Well, that's why we started this thing. Free money. Give me. Also, RJ is 100% right about Andy McDowell. She's a horrible actress, terrible human being, and not hot enough to justify either. Yours in Christ, Hobby Jobby. I, I don't think I mentioned uh, hot, hotness levels, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think Andy McDowell is a good actress. Uh, I'm interested in this horrible human being stuff. Do you know anything I, about that? I, I don't actually. I don't. Um, I was maybe, like, maybe she's nuts and hit well, like a dog or something. I, I skimmed like, cause like in my mind, I've seen more Andy McDowell movies than I actually have. I've only seen like five or something. And it was like from 1989 to like 1995 and that's it. I'm like, huh? And then whatever she's done afterwards, I don't care about, but can I ask you uh, a, a real legitimate question? Sure. Have you ever seen Michael with John Travolta? Michael? Yeah, where no. he's the angel, because Andy uh, McDowell is in that movie, okay, isn't I, she? I, I, she, I guess. I mean, unless Letterbox is lying or something. Yeah. So do you think, would you watch that film if uh, if the price was right? Mm, nope. <laughs> you wouldn't? I, what would I, you be I, more? I, in, I, would, in I, would rather wa- I would rather watch Green Card with, your, uh, with uh, Depardieu, uh, directed by That's Peter correct. Weir. Oh, hmm. Gerard Depardieu. No, I think you should watch Michael. Mm. So I'm I'm trying I'm looking on her Wikipedia and I don't see any scandal stuff. So uh, I uh, I'm very intrigued at why she's a bad bad person. Maybe she said dogs don't go to heaven. Maybe. That's all I can assume. But uh, it's nice to hear from Hobby Javi, and uh, I'm interested to learn more. Yep. How's that sound? <sighs> not not much coming to mind other than hot abs starts justin peterson Ooh, he has my attention <laughs> hey jared and rj what's happening mm-hmm. after two glorious weeks off of work for the holidays my first week back at work has me crazy busy so i'll keep this one quick goat mm-hmm. movie question of the week i finally got a chance yeah. to revisit first blood aka rambo one and it turns out i think that movie is pretty meh what do you think and what <gasps> are the good sylvester stallone movies i will let you all mention that other huge franchise that starts with R and instead bring up Judge Dredd, which is a fun, guilty pleasure. Thanks for the time, guys, and I look forward to hearing about Kajamusha. Cheers! Um, I've seen First Blood once and I thought it was pretty good when I saw it like 20 years ago, but I remember being really let down by the ending. Because it really, really feels like uh, old John Rambo should be killing himself, like he does in the novel. That's how the book ends. Yeah, yeah. Or the novel, yeah. Uh, okay, so when did I? When did I? I watched these last September, Jared. All the Rambo's. Yep. So uh, I watched First Blood on September 11th last year, and I gave it four stars. So apparently, I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think there is somewhat diminishing returns on uh, on the Rambo's. Yeah. I gave. Rambo First Blood Part 2, three and a half stars. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I mean, Rambo, you and me both. I, that's what, a five-star film yeah. from both of us? What, uh, Rambo 4? Yeah, Rambo in Burma. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Burma. Burma's a war zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Rambo 3 is not great. No. Uh, if I remember. No. 
And um, the new Rambo, well, Tunnels, am I right, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. And Hearts. Last tunnels and Hearts. And I still, I feel pretty cheated in life that we didn't get that Rambo versus the werewolf in Alaska or whatever that movie was going to be. That sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Give it a skim, give it a skim. Uh, Rocky Three. I think is the oh hundred percent the best of the Rocky films. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so good. Cobra is a f- probably my guilty pleasure choice of sly movies. Mm-hmm. And yep. I know RJ, you just watched Copland in the last year. It's uh, Copland's pretty good, but it is not my favorite Stallone film. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think Tango and Cash might. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. might have that or you know what you know what's another good stolen movie is over the top that's fun uh well when i watched it last i thought it was fun which was many many years ago yeah uh cobra is good cobra is very good uh rocky 3 is amazing uh rambo uh burma edition is amazing um demolition man's pretty good i, I don't know i i like stolen so does your kitty <laughs> Did you hear her? Oh yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that'll pick up uh, on the episode, but that was quite the yowl. Yeah. Hey, I'm over here. It's what are cry, you doing? It's a cry for help. I don't well, see, usually when I'm in here in the office, this is where we hang out. So she like I usually lie on the floor and she'll sleep on my tummy for like 20 minutes, but uh mm-hmm. Hey, come over here. Okay, maybe she's not coming. But uh yeah, Stallone's awesome. Love Stallone. All right. Uh Justin, keeping it short and sweet. Uh, oh, next up, Shane Gordon. Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac is back. Wow, he's uh he's here to stay, I guess. With an nice. email entitled "Ketchup!" exclamation mark question mark etc. What about ketchup? We're gonna find out. Hello from Creepsville. Just continuing my listening and catching up on to this awesome podcast. Sorry, things uh, I talk about maybe from weeks past, but I'm just looking at my notes since the last time I wrote in while watching the dumpster fire that is America at the Capitol building today. There we go. Yeah. He, he's, he's with us. First gotcha. up, what is the problem with my boy Glenn? Dan. <laughs> Danzig what, has been Danzig? Danzig has been an innovator and mainstay in punk and metal. I was like Glenn Beck. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say which which Glenn is he talking about? Or like uh, uh, is it uh, Tom Green's sidekick Glenn? Glenn Hump Humplick? Uh, I don't know that Glenn. I know oh. Glenn Beck for sure. I remember that that meme of him crying. That's pretty good. <laughs> and he's, he's still crying somewhere. Oh, aren't we all, Jared? Oh, Glenn. Uh, so Danzig has been an innovator and mainstay in punk and metal for almost 40 years and is someone who will throw hands with RJ for the disrespect. What? I, I already said I don't condone violence, but mm-hmm. I'll throw hams with, uh, for, with anyone if you catch my drift. Second is a fun fact about the Mall of America. It is owned by the same family that owns West Edmonton Mall. They also own American Dream Meadowlands and American Dream Miami to round out their super malls part of their property's portfolio. This this mall talk. uh, There's like some pretty good Twitter thread I came across last week. It was like this like derelict semi or semi abandoned malls. They're still open and people can go walking in them, but they're just empty. But I'm like, I don't know. Like most of the malls I encounter, they're full. Like 
Creepsville's mall's full. Uh, in Calgary, mm-hmm. they're like one main mall's pretty busy. I'm not sure about like Deerfoot Mall or Southland Mall, whatever it's called. Edmonton West Ed, I think, is still like crazy busy. But uh, I think I they're all pretty busy. Yeah, maybe it's an American thing where uh, malls are a dying breed. Well, so in Creepsville proper, uh, our Ooh, mall was yeah. down. Like yep. stores were supposed to be at 15 percent. But uh, that doesn't include corridors and hallways, is from what I heard. So someone I know who was there, they're like, yeah, the sto- the shops themselves only have like two or three people in them. But the the hallways, corridors, are like 100 people just like packed together. So, I don't know. People are, got nowhere else to hang out than at, at the mall here, well, I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess you're talking about COVID-related uh, emptiness and not just like oh, dead. Oh, dead. he just means just empty in general? Uh, well, that was me mentioning. I was oh, just like, oh, I that, that was just me responding. I, was, I can't remember when we talked about the Mall of America. It brought up. Um, uh, it was in a movie. Uh, where I was like, I don't know if it was the. I thought it was West Ed. It might have been Mighty Ducks. No, we didn't talk about that. But I had this conversation with Andrew when we were Mighty. Ducks, because we're like, is that West Ed? But it turned out to be Mall of America mm-hmm. in uh, I think, Minnesota, I, right? I think you might have said that on the here podcast, or did I? Or, or did uh, Justin say that? <laughs> malls, malls. Yeah, because you, 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 yeah, and you talked about Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I don't know if I brought it up then. I think it's been brought up more than once in the last two months. We've talked about malls a, a couple times. Why are we talking about malls so much? I don't know. It's a mall world. Uh, oh, and then it's Shane, a mall world. It's, it's a mall world. It, it, there's mall people <laughs> shambling around. Uh, I got. I guess I'll send you this photo uh, that Shane attached to uh, this email. But who knows if this will ever load? But I will continue reading. <clears throat> this is a photo of a Monte Cristo RJ. Also wanted to chime in with a vote on the Monte Cristo discussion. Catch up, RJ. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not a. F- uh, I, I'm a big dunker, baby. I don't. I mean, sorry. In a pinch, I will. I will take it. I will take ketchup yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had such hostility toward my plum sauce. Uh, I thought that was uh, yeah. So we're Shane O'Mac's uh, input on the plum uh, sauce situation. I'm, I'm loading it, and it is now coming your way. But I'll get you it. Here, there you go. Here's the. Are you photo. sending it on Facebook? Yes, correct, or on correct. Skype? On okay. on the book. Um, I'm not a fan of plum sauce either, but my wife is. When I make them at home, I use provolone mm. cheese on both sides, which isn't traditional, but gives a good melt and mild flavor to allow other tweaks. I use either mm. a cranberry mustard spread on the turkey side while cooking or raspberry jam. The sandwich needs some moisture, and I find those choices help with that and eliminates the need for a dipping sauce. I'm attaching a Monte Cristo my wife had in Double A Stopping Grounds of Cleveland. Notice it comes mm. with a berry dipping sauce. It's from Melt Bar and Grills, Cleveland Heights location, which has unfortunately been permanently closed because of COVID nineteen. They still have many other locations, hmm. thankfully. You get that? You get that? Well, I have a few things to say. Uh, so whenever you're whenever you're ready, yeah, you go. Uh, you, you go right to... on ahead. You go, go on. Go. Yeah. Okay, a few things. Uh, this looks. The sandwich looks as if it was battered and deep fried. 
number one. And it then it looks like it was covered with, I can only assume, powdered sugar sprinkled on top. Well, you know that Monte Cristos are supposed to be that, essentially. Deep fried? Yeah. Well, I know, like, I, I fry, we fry ours in yeah. a pan, but I'm not saying that's bad. It looks good. This yeah. does look good. And then what's on top? Is that shredded cheese or is that uh, powdered sugar? Yeah, I can't even see the floor. I'd go back. Uh, that's powdered sugar. And, and then my last. It's the most French toast, it, it right? Re- yeah, it does look very good. But my last comment is this little sauce on the side looks 100% CGI. Oh, like it looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint, like the actual well, sauce in the container. Yeah, it looks like when you uh, enable gamma uh, in a Photoshop thing, and it like shows the blown out colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. which agree. is bizarre. But yeah. uh, the sandwich does look good. It does. Yeah, sandwich looks good. Finally, I was wondering when I would like uh-huh. to when I would like to make a guest appearance on the podcast, but I haven't seen a release or estimated oh, release shit. date for the spines encapsulating the John Cena box set. Oh, uh, Shane! I'll have to, I think that's spine at th- one thousand. Uh, I'll have to, uh, have to let him know that that it does somewhat exist, just on the Criterion Collection. <laughs> it's part of the Adrenaline series. Like Will Ferrell, John works best as a cameo to small role player, but does have a bunch of movies that are tough to watch that he stars in. Oh, I'm aware, like The Marine. <laughs> oh man, I feel. Uh, I feel. Uh, is that a good movie? No. No. Oh, okay. No, it's. I believe it's uh, my bottom six movies of all time, RJ. Really? What are the other five? I can't recall off the top of my head, but I know that one is. Uh, that that's got. Uh, I think my lowest rating possible. I feel. Wow. I feel tough to watch movies. Seem to be what makes it perfect for a Criterion choice. As most of the movies I've heard you review seem tough to watch or to get through. It's true, isn't it, RJ? But I don't think they're quite uh, the mar- I mean, they're, they're I don't not, think they're not marine bad <laughs> or yeah. legend. I also legend. Yeah, legend. That's, that's I don't think that's our movie. failing. I think that's I think that's the rest of the world and movies in general have let us down. Not not us. No. Right. Right. Well, here's hoping Cena gets that box set so I can come in and verbally throw hands with the characters that are RJ and Jared. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Shane O'Mac. I appreciate that uh, they pointed out that we're characters for a podcast. I don't know if uh, we've said that enough. But we've been replaced, recently. too. Yeah, we, we are replaced by uh, actors who look just like us. We're actually, they're a little bit scoundrels that were going to be executed. Yeah, I believe, too, they're a little bit more off the cuff than we are. And so they might need some adjustment, but uh, people will get used to them. And maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll come around in the end. I don't know. We'll see. That's right. We'll Jared Berger, New Year. Oh. Hey, creeps. New guy. Is it or same old? I don't know. Is it New Year, New Guy, or is he? Uh, I don't know. For the New Year, I wanted to take a brief moment and share my top five films first watched this year, as I believe is tradition. Remember that tradition, RJ? I mean, we were doing that until this year, but I think <laughs> things are too crazy now for us to care anymore. Things are things well, not are... care. It's just. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, this is probably, I mean, I've watched fewer movies this year than I have in any year for a very mm-hmm. long time. Um, I, I could look at my fave first, I suppose. 
Bring that up. Should I do wow. this also? Yeah, sure. Were you even keeping track of it? I guess you didn't stop giving star ratings, so uh, it'll be even more I difficult. Um, so, yeah. Jared Berger's Dead Ringers. Okay. Dances with Wolves. Okay. Last Temptation of Christ. Yep. Adaptation. Yep. The Red Shoes. Ooh, good picks. Good picks. I just wanted to quickly thank y'all because you gave me extra uh, motivation to see these movies I never heard of, particularly Dead Ringers and the Red Shoes. Keep creeping. Jared Berger, real guy. P.S. Can't wait for the absolutely wild new segment. Which segment is that? I don't know. <laughs> Did I miss something? I, I Did we say that we were going to do something? Maybe. <laughs> was, that, was that like a week ago? <laughs> Did we totally fuck something up here? Say we were going to do something and then not do it? Probably. I mean, that's, Which, that's. I mean, that's vintage creeps. That's vintage creeps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to refresh my memory because I don't know what that means. Um, so I don't know either. I man, I've only got like fifty. I usually have like forty-five movies on fave first first time watches. Yeah. I've got fifteen. Um, Ooh, baby. So in no particular order, um, RJ. I don't know. Do you do you got a list? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, as you said, it's going to be a little difficult for me, but, uh, I have a couple movies that were recently liked and I don't throw the likes out very often. So I'll just do those. How's that sound? That sounds good. Um, um, hmm. I guess like two of mine would be these, uh, documentaries about cartoonists that I watched. The the one about Peppy the Frog feels good, man. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Boiled Angels, the trial of Mike Diana. Those were both. Oh, right. Yep. Those, those were both good. I like those quite mm-hmm. a bit. What about you, RJ? Uh, <laughs> so, in my, my recent likes, uh, I just gave Wild Hogs a like because I realized I didn't like that before. So uh, there's that. Yep. Uh, other actually, so actual first time watches, uh, Deadbeat at Dawn, which I thought was slapped, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lighthouse, which I believe I watched in 2020, even though it came out in 2019. Okay, so that that counts. Uh, Honey Boy with uh, your buddy Shia LaBeouf, and uh, the actual one, I guess probably my favorite first time watch last year was uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is a very good show. Okay, very, very good show. You should check it out, Jared. I think you'd like it. Pretty good, huh? Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good show. Oh. I don't know. I don't really know what you like, but I, I thought it was good. Oh, man, oh man, grim, grim year. I think for movie watching. Yeah. Ah, uh, boy. I uh, know that's not, okay. Uh, the, the um the John Boys documentaries were uh good finds. The sports um infographics documentaries, both really. Mm-hmm. They were the ones I the two out of the three I watched. I thought were really good. Uh, I'm not sure if I would say. I think the Bob emergency nailed the uh, the absurdity of the concept and uh, explored it well. And the history of the Seattle Mariners, I thought, was uh, very nice. good too. And I haven't watched the MMA one, so that if I watch that soon, maybe that'll wind up being my uh, first fave first for 2020. Or you could have, or you could stop watching movies in 2020. There's, uh, 2021. There's that. I mean, that's a very attractive 
uh, prospect. Uh, I know. I know. From uh, Creeptober, I only really wound up with three uh, standout new horror movie viewings. That Malefique movie I thought was pretty good. Bliss I thought was very good. And the um, Mother Joan of the Angels felt uh, was a very legit kind of like not even like barely horror movie but it's about possessions it's like a devils of ludlow possession type of thing like the devils remember that rj did you talk about that on the podcast uh in during google school okay well well, google school i have Mm -hmm. titles and movie plots have no meaning anymore it all just kind of like uh saturates no and the best first time view from the Criterion movies themselves would be Scenes from a Marriage. Uh, yeah, that was a good show. That was a very good show. Mm-hmm. Very good show. I got to pull my likes up again to see if there's any actual Criterions in my. Uh, well, I liked Fanny and Alexander, but that wasn't a first time watch for me. Correct. Uh, I liked the Gilmore Girls, uh, A Year in the Life, which was the movie <laughs> that uh, the four part series that came out. Uh, what else did I like, Jarrett? I mean, you were pretty uh, high on Salvatore uh, Giuliano. Uh, I mean, that movie, yeah, it's in people were even surprised by that, but uh, I think that just kind of hit the spot the for the week we were watching it for me for some reason. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, not rating stuff makes it a lot, <laughs> a lot harder to pull things up. But I, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Okay. The Leopard was not bad surprisingly as well shortcuts was good mm-hmm. uh, all over the cast of oh. eddie's movies and, the, and there's the one uh creeptober that you'll have to watch i guess next year that came right at the end of october was a uh, depraved the larry fessenden movie right yeah i'll check it out next year mm-hmm. lots, yeah, lots of lots week. of time lots of time nothing but time buddy especially and, the way things are going and then uh uh, Jared can let us know what segment <laughs> we're supposed to do. If, I hope yeah, maybe, maybe, that, maybe maybe something's just flying right over our heads. I, I don't know. I, I feel like we said something and we're like, oh, of course we'll do that. And now we're just like, what? Huh? Was it the Kegamusha giveaway? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Should we? I don't know. <laughs> Should we? Should I just say what I, I had in mind and then I'll, I'll actually promote it next week? Or well, you could do it at the the end of the preamble, and then uh, okay. it's for the it's for the real fans. Yeah, well, we we have to include it in the YouTube section too for the people who only listen to the Criterion part because those might be the weebs we need that'll uh, mm-hmm. push us through. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. You know, uh-huh. Actium Baxin Maximus. Oh, did he say that or did you say that? He said that. Wow, that's good. I like that's, it. That's the title of the email. Hey, creeps. Oh. Hope all is well in Creepsville. At least no protesters storming the Capitol, I would hope. Huh? See? Two. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Uh, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. like there's like five guys down by the lake with some signs. Solidarity uh, signs. Did they want Trump for their president? Yeah. We did have a we did have a march yesterday, anti masker march, and I'm sure those would be the same people who'd be at the Capitol right now. I'm oh, guessing. Yeah, there's um, there's crossover. there's a small contingent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's been a while, and there are some things I've been meaning to say. 
I think during the Fat Girl episode, you discussed watching the wrong film, which reminded me that my grandma rented American Pie instead of American Beauty from Blockbuster and ending up Ooh. preferring that former. I, I, I actually this I actually think that happened with one of my parents as well. Oh, there you go. They thought they were getting American Beauty. And I think it happened to me as a kid. I thought I was in, renting American Pie and I rented American Beauty instead. And I was really pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're big for Jason Biggs. Big Biggs boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Additionally, I'd like to express my condolences to Jarrett, who is now 58 films away from that magnificent 7000. Oh, I know, buddy. I guess I don't have any questions, but wish you the best in 2021. And I'm hoping I'll be able to keep up with the creeps. Keep up the great work. Actium Jackson Maximus. Yeah, RJ, um, I've lost like... (laughs) more movies on my uh total films and i don't know why what why, why? It's, it wasn't uh, well, because i was, of, I was uh, like while well, six or no they're, i think they're still there but yeah i'm down to like i was like at 69.94 and now i'm at 69.39 like and I, I can't not unwatch things so the things i've logged have disappeared or things i said i've watched like perhaps it was like random episodes of Goosebumps that for some reason were on Letterbox a year ago, things like that. I suspect. I, I saw that too. Yeah, Goosebumps, and there was another TV show that had like a Log- random episodes yeah. that you were that wow. were loggable. So you do it at the time. Yep. Yep. And then they then they snatch. But then them when away. they go away, you're like, hey, a lot of things were stolen from me, mm-hmm. from you. Uh, I just want people to know that uh, I love you, and you're uh, very special people. I wonder if Lots our stuff uh, stolen from I wonder us. if our horrible uh, connection tonight is thanks to uh, a lot of activity on the interwebs tonight. Likely, how how bad is it? It's not great. It's the worst it's been in a very long time. But okay, it's, well, if it gets it really is bad, what it is. It is what it is. Hey, this is the uh, this is the riot episode, the, the <laughs> uh, local terrorism episode. So people will get what they get. No. Right. Sam number one. Ooh, Slam Loveland. Uh, with an email entitled Puzzles. Okay. Hello, creeps. Missed last week. Good to hear that everybody's holidays went well. I see that RJ watched Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor this week. I was mm-hmm. able to attend the Sundance Film Festival last year for the first time ever, despite having lived in Salt Lake City my entire life. Thanks to the kindness of someone I knew who was a volunteer and got me tickets. Well, I got to see some other interesting movies. I was really bummed out that I wasn't able to catch Possessor, since there was a lot of positive buzz around it. Have either of you ever mm-hmm. attended any film festivals, be they big or small? I've, I'm interested to hear what the local film scene in Creepsville has to offer in that regard. Oh, if anything at all. <laughs> I'd love uh, to... I, att- I, I was going to say, I'd lo- looking at it. Yeah. I'd love to attend he's the Toronto to International Film Festival, since that one seems to have a more favorable cool movies to ability for the public to get in ratios. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Lethbridge has like... Um, a film festival that happens at the public library. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it is uh curated by a 70 something year old woman who has very particular tastes. Is she cool? Mm. Is she cool? I don't know. It's, it is what it okay. is. She curates for her audience, her, her peers. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's about it. And then there was like a film society that I don't think practices anymore. 
Like what? Film society? The creeps society? Well, not not our. That's us. We're we're still active. Do you think so? I'm gonna put this out there. This is our new segment. Do uh, what would what would people do? If we held a film festival in Creepsville, how many people would uh, would come? I guess no one because international travel is banned. But if right. people attended online, uh, how much would they pay? Uh, starting at like a thousand dollars as like the minimum buy-in. What? How much would people be willing to give? Uh, yeah. If we did like a, a weekend festival, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know, RJ. Are, are we going to be like? Is a it lot. like like packs? We'll be like CC. X six. I mean, we could, I, I, we could be whatever you want. I don't care about the name. All I know is that I, I just want more money. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. As opposed um, to none. But yeah, I, I've never been to a festival. I uh, ham meat went to uh, TIFF one year. He said it was I. Uh, he said it was a little bit strange, like. You wait in the crowd and then like uh, celebrities walk by you and stuff like that. And you're like, that's cool. But then at the same time, he, he's all he's in that mindset. Now he's like, fuck celebrities. He's like, so it was cool to see them at the same time. It's like, why are we all lined up to see these people? You know what I mean? Fuck them and vote them into politics. Is that how it works? I think so. Uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've never been to a film festival. I must have to say I've never been. I've never been to well, a Calgary Underground Film Festival. I've never mm-hmm. left to go to one. Like Western Canada is a bit strapped for uh, that type of thing. Though I did, I would yeah. say that the Calgary Underground Film Festival probably had more interesting documentaries this year that I would have mm-hmm. probably seen. I, I mean, I could have too because they were all online. But I don't know. It's not, yeah. it's not, not, not been watching those well, movies, RJ. I know you haven't. But I think when we start our festival, maybe that will be the big one not watching movies no i mean uh, film festivals for western canada <laughs> oh, maybe when we start one, we, that'll we, be the yeah, big one all right i don't think we're sleeping yeah. we <sighs> could get films from actium jackson maximus we could get a film from uh who's that one person that emailed in once with that very confusing email that never emailed again do you remember it was very strange like frank do you remember that one it was something like frank or something a different Frank, yeah, and it was like uh, it was like nonsense words. They didn't they didn't mean anything. We were very confused, very confused. <sighs> Sam continues. I've been working on a fifteen hundred yep. piece puzzle the past few days, and boy, is it difficult. Ooh. Do either of you have any experience with puzzles? I've done a handful of much smaller ones, but this fifteen hundred piece one is the first time I've done anything over a few hundred. Wish me luck, assuming I don't get discouraged and quit. Thanks for your time and have a good one, Sam. Slam Love Machine Loveland. God damn, it's good to hear from the Slam uh, Slam Machine Love mm-hmm. Machine Slam Loveland himself. Uh, you know, we've tried puzzling. Uh, we enjoy <laughs> puzzling. Uh, you know, on a nice Sunday, you turn on some tunes, you eat some uh, apatifs. Uh, you. That's not a word. I just made that up. Uh, but we have a problem. We have two cats, and uh, they are absolute menaces. They'll, like, jump on the table and, like, knock shit over. And if we, we couldn't, like, leave it for days because they would go and, like, eat the pieces and knock it over and shit. So mm-hmm. we, we tried, but uh, it's just it's un- unattainable, uh, unobtainium. Uh, James Cameron from Avatar. So what about you? Are you a big puzzle boy or what? No, I don't. I don't. I don't dabble in puzzles. No. no. I, I I did when I was no? a kid, but 
And yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, not, I, there's just things I would rather be doing. I got these mini figs. They ain't going to paint themselves. That's a puzzle in a sense, no? Oh, I mean, all, all art is a puzzle, RJ. And what do we know about art? Well, art isn't real. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I'm just making though. <laughs> wow. This is like you're dying. I don't know if uh, I, I, RJ, I, I'm so confused by our connection. I, yeah. I think, I, th- I think you're dying to tell me about what you've been creeping on this week. Well, I uh, I appreciate all the emails. And what did we get? Seven? It was no. almost ten. I would have read them if we got to ten. We were that close. That deal still stands. We were close. We were close. Too bad. No. Well, I was gonna. I was going to put out a, a nice Rob Eagle image about uh, emailing, but uh, it's like I said, when things started popping off in the states, I was like, I don't think people are gonna be checking out the Creeps Instagram tonight. So, anyways, so I watched a few things. Um, so I watched Possessor from uh, our boy Brandon Cronenberg, but I feel like you might watch this in the next week or two, right? I am going to. Um, I was. So, I wanted to watch it before this recording, but I just. Okay. I was not. I felt like I wasn't in the mood to like this movie. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something about it makes me go, I don't know if I'm in the mood. Yeah, I, I think that's the right call. I think you should you should wait until you feel like you're on board. And the only thing, I, I, I won't talk about it that much just because I, I can wait for you. Um, I think it, it has Mandy vibes, but more it's more in, sense in the e-girls vaping world of Mandy instead of the Nick Cage world of Mandy, if that makes sense. So, uh, see, you, you say things like that, and then it makes me go, oh, no. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I liked it. Uh, I'll just say that, but uh, I'll wait for your I'll wait for your input. Um, You're waiting so, forward to my condemnation? Yeah, yeah, I'll see what you say. I, uh, To be honest, I don't know if you'll like it or not, but... Uh, everyone everyone I, else seems to. I, I think there is some really, really good stuff in there, and then there is some stuff that I was kind of like, hmm, hmm. But... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we'll get there. I like I said, we'll I liked there. it, but I'll wait. I'll wait till you. Okay. Watch. All right. All, right. Uh, all I have for the rest are rewatches. Uh, a couple sports movies. Little Giants. Mm-hmm. Fuck that movie is good. Jared, <laughs> you ever seen that? N- not really. No. Oh, Fumble Rooskies with Ed O'Neill. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis is so kind. He's mm-hmm. such a gentle person. Mm-hmm. Man, he's good. I love that movie. It's got. It's got. It's breaking down gender uh, stereotypes. It's great. Uh, we also rewatched The Sixth Man. Uh, do you know about this film, Jarrett? No. Uh, starring Marlon Wayans and uh, Kadeem Hardison. The Sixth Man is a NCAA basketball film about two brothers. One of the brothers uh, dies of a heart attack in a game and comes back as a ghost. How many people have died during big games? So this one, he dunks too hard, and his heart gives out, and then he falls down onto the <laughs> but, ground. But that doesn't. So to answer my question, I mean, how many people do you think have died while like playing sports? Like, uh, were they like, like five at least? Okay, sure, sounds good. Yeah, I I do know that um, in a recent Star Trek episode, uh, Worf talks about headbutting a kid. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, we can talk about that as well. That was in sport, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the sixth man. This is a Louis picks. Uh, my, so, my brother and uh, I rented this movie many, many times. Many, many times. Man, it pulls at your heartstrings. Uh, I'm sad to report it doesn't have the five out of five stars punch that it did when I was 10. 
but uh, there's still some charm there. And uh, I do think it's got good, wholesome Catholic values, but it is also a, a Catholic horror movie <laughs> because this guy is haunting people. So it's pretty scary. Okay. Pretty spooky. So, but, it, uh, so it is kind of like Sixth Sense, but it's the sixth man. Yeah, 100%. And this came out two years before The Sixth Sense. So, Holy shit. Uh, I think we're on to something here. Are, are you are you saying that M. Night might be a, a fucking hack? Oh, 100%. He saw The Sixth Sense from hit director Randall Miller. That's right. The same guy who brought us House Guest with Sinbad. And uh, he's like, I have to steal this for myself, is mm-hmm. what he said. Right. Uh, another note, Kadeem Hardison uh, looks just like Regina King, uh, the lady from the Watchmen show. And when we were watching this, I was like, I wonder if they're like siblings or something. And I looked it up and it's not just me. Other people have also like there. There was an online forum. People were asking if they were related. Apparently they're not, but they look quite a bit alike, Jared. Quite a bit. Oh, I also noticed that uh, Randall directed a movie called Till Dad Do Us Part starring John Larroquette. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Oh. I maybe have seen that, but I can't remember. Yeah, so The Sixth Man's pretty good. I, I think you should watch it, 100%. I own it on Blu-ray now. I had to buy this film so I could watch it because there was no good copy out there on the internet uh, of legal streaming means. This movie's on Blu-ray? This mo- It's a Kino Warper. Wow. <laughs> maybe we'll do a giveaway uh, after the Kegamusha uh, yeah. contest. Okay. Yeah, contest giveaway for The Sixth Man. Kino Lorber, Blu-ray, baby. Uh, I also watched that Zach Braff movie, Wish I Was Here. Uh, I watched it when it came out. I'm not sure how I think about that one. You know, I like Zach Braff. He's got good taste in music, but, you know, whatever. whatever. You know what people really want to hear about? DS9. Or or I should, before I get to that, do you have any films, feature films you would like to talk about um, here? I watched a spaghetti western. From, I got that uh, really? from, from Arrow Films. I got the complete sartana box set mm. so they, these are some like uh man with no name knockoff characters this one's okay. sartana uh, and i this one's got a, the great title of if you meet sartana pray for your death that's pretty cool uh, i like that not bad not yeah. bad and this People was say a, the same thing about you. a very middle of the road spaghetti western movie it's got lots, uh, of, lots of people getting killed it's got klaus kinski it's got um uh, Fat cackling Italian men pretending to be Mexican, with like one of my favorite things in cinema. That's kind of cool. I like that. No, like Chato's Land. Yeah. Well, but, well there's, there's, there's Charles Mexican. Bronson's not fat, but he's not. And he's, they're, they're not Mexican either. They're oh. Apache. Apache. You or, Apache? Or Apache? I don't know. One of them. One of the one of, or one, one, one of the one of the yeah one of the, yeah it was Navajo Joe with uh. Is that also with Charles Bronson? No. God damn it. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Oh. Don't forget uh, the Indian fighter with uh, Still Alive, Burt Douglas. <laughs> um, no. One. Not, in- not anymore. It's not true anymore. Not anymore. No. He's, uh, no, I flipped. I, I I will concede he is alive. But you know, you, you know who's in this uh, Sartana movie? A fella no. by the name of William Berger. Bill Berger? Bill Berger. As opposed, is he in to, any as, way... as opposed to Bill, uh, Jared Berger. Do you think this is a real guy, potentially? Uh, well, he's he's an Austrian-American. It's Maybe. Oh, wow. Bill Berger. That's a cool name. Nope. Cool, cool name. Not, not bad. So, yeah, that's about it. It was okay. 
Okay. Lots of people get mowed down by machine guns. Lots of double crosses. It's kind of hard to keep track of all the double crosses. And then, like, when both of the bad guys are both, like, blonde hair, long hair, long hair, blonde hair guys. Yeah. And you're like, I I don't, I guess, like, that. that's a different person at times. But I'm like, what is this? What's their relationship? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's okay. I'm I'm on board with that. I've got, like, five more of them to watch, I think, in that box set, too. Tonight? Uh, yeah, tonight. That's definitely what I'll be doing after we record. Cool, cool. I'm on board with that. Yep, okay, cool. Uh, so, well, I, before I, I will say though too, I've uh, I didn't mention this last week. I've been uh, making my way through The Simpsons, RJ, at, at a I, at a hell of a clip. I am aware, but uh, I feel like someone commented on our uh, either Twitter or Instagram that they wanted me to be done Star Trek so we could start a. Uh, the Simpsons rewatch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they had known that you were currently doing this, they would have had a lot to say, but, uh, you were sending me some clips and how is it going? Pretty good. I'm, uh, it, it, I'm on the last, good. last disc of season five. You're, you're in the prime time at the moment. I, yeah. Season five is sort of the beginning of what I feel sets up where Simpsons goes bad. Even though it's oh, good, it's good, but there's de- good. there's a tonal shift that's definitely mm-hmm. there that I think people turn a blind eye toward. It's getting a little sillier. It's getting a little zanier than it used mm-hmm. to be, but it was still funny. But mm-hmm. by even by the end of season seven, which is where my last set is, yep. I, am I looking at those episodes ahead? I'm like, yeah, there's some stinkers. It's not like how amazing season four is. Like the first episode and last episode. Are it's like Camp Krusty, oh, yes. Which, holy fuck, is Supoib. Supoib, yeah. Oh. Camp Krusty's in all time, all time. Uh, yeah, season four is awesome. I and I, I think I have uh, a more sympathetic view oh. than you do for like seven and eight. I think even up to eight, I, I think is still pretty good. And then after that is when it tanks for me. But so yeah, the last episode of season four is Krusty gets canceled, which is the, the Gabo episode, which <laughs> looks Smithers Garbo is coming. Uh, mine is, uh, is the whole sequence of Krusty with his ventriloquist doll. I, I laugh so much and so loud. Uh, still to this day, Excellent and the stuff. eyes are just falling out. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And the, and the <laughs> and, and caves that skull in and kicks it away to the children. Oh, money stuff. And yeah, season, so yeah, season four's got the monorail in it. Monorail. Monorail. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this Mr. Plow. It's 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 all good, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Like uh, last was it March or April when uh, I didn't talk about the like before I started Star Trek and I was I was needing that comfort food and I. Was, be there for us when we need it, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, good, good stuff. Oof, yeah, and yeah, season five is going pretty swell. Season six yeah. is up next, then, but we'll see. We'll see if my my pace slows a little bit. It's great to paint too, though. Well, you, yeah, uh, and you might have something to compete with, mm-hmm. which uh, I'll, I'll mention in a second. First up, though, Andrea just started watching that show Felicity, and uh, she just texted me and she said Felicity is an incel. So uh, that's uh, her her opinion, not even mine. And this is like the classic series, Felicity. Yeah, it was just added to Crave, so oh, she just started watching. God it. damn! And her her first input was Felicity's an incel, an, an involuntary celibate. Yeah, because uh, and then she she went on to keep saying that she follows a guy to the city, and then when uh, she says that she followed him there, he doesn't 
return the love and she gets angry. That's not that's not that's not that's not an incel. Kind of though, is it not? Well, I mean, maybe it's like a bad breakup or weirdnesses or a stalker. But the guy, or the she's guy a, or she's a, she could be a stalker. This make I think one that any, might fit too. It's not politically. It's not an incel. Well, I mean, politically, we're all incels in the gra- in the grander scheme. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> so, anyways, uh, in here is uh, something big that we can talk about. I don't know if we mentioned this before, but uh, we are now in season five, yep. which means which means what does that mean, Jared? Well, RJ, it means uh, that I not immediately, but mm-hmm. around episode six, uh, I I'm, I'm joining you. In the watching yep. of the Deep Space Nine. So you'll have, instead of my eight-year-old notes going on mm-hmm. nine, you're going to have live, live yep. Jarrett thoughts, mm-hmm. contemplations, me- meditations on the Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I think this is uh, both an exciting but also probably threatening uh, mm-hmm. thing for a lot of our listeners. I know Oliver Granger is especially going to be upset about this. Hurry up, man. Hurry up. Uh, well, I think uh, he, he's trying his best. He's got kids, you know. He's so? got a job. So? Well, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, so anyways, exciting times because, yes, Jarrett Fudge Duncan is going to be stepping in to the DS9 watching. But how many episodes did you watch, RJ? Uh, seven. I got episode 501 to 507, and I watched half of 508, but I can't speak confidently on it. Okay. I, I did watch half, and I, I do have an opinion, but uh, I, I got to finish it off. Okay. So seven, seven's pretty good, I think. Well, I'll, be, I'll join you at episode six, but I do have notes for yep, uh, I, one, I, one, one, one through five. So uh, have at it, sir. How, how does Our, season five start? Holy fuck. Klingon Cisco. Two out of four stars. <laughs> okay. Uh, so 501, uh, we get some Klingons uh, action. And then my only other comment is, wouldn't everyone know Worf? Uh, question mark. But uh, do you know what this episode's about, Jared? Apocalypse Rising? I, I don't. Um, okay. I have a yes for this episode. I, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, here are my notes, because I don't know anything about this episode. Okay. Stock damaged shuttle footage from body parts. So it seems like they had the, they did that body parts episode like two episodes ago, which was like a oh. summer gap. But it's the same footage. I didn't pick it up. I'm, maybe I was uh, not paying attention. <laughs> um, so this where eagles dare is all being done uh, based on a half remembered vision of Odo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. You have any other notes? Um, huh. Damar has been snuck in as a supporting support character. Uh, yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. This, all, this all lines up. So Michael Dorn, as Worf, is teaching a clinic on how to be a Klingon. Yes, he is. Also good. I wonder if he has ever actually done this. I Oh, for sure. For sure. Avery Brooks, scenery chewer. Oh yeah, well Avery uh, Cisco Klingon Cisco is something to behold. Mm-hmm. I have a better idea. Fuck yeah, Ducat. Uh, Gal Ducat's always got good ideas. I think he wants to blow them all up. Yeah, probably. Shit, I guess at least two Larry Sanders alumni were on DS Nine. Not sure about that one. I guess it, yeah, some characters from the Larry Sanders show, which if you've never seen, folks, is awesome. Larry Sanders show is so good, RJ. You'd love it. Sounds old. 
Uh, it's probably on Crave because it was HBO. Gary Shanley. <laughs> oh, then it would it would be on Crave. Yeah. Hey, I know. Yeah, no, yeah Larry, Larry Slander's show is really good. Yeah. Okay, I'll ch- I'll check it out after I finish uh, Dis- Star Trek Discovery in two years. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea why Cisco couldn't hit the switch to extend things out. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna wait until you were done. I didn't. Uh... Oh, and my final note here is kind of no real payoff to the last episode cliffhanger. All, all of what you said was right. So this is the Where Eagles Dare episode. Uh, so season four ends with um, Odo being turned into a solid. And then also he comes out of this fever dream and he's like, Gowron is a shapeshifter. And he's like, that's why the Klingons are being weird. So they form this plan to go and uh, basically uh, expose Gowron's shapeshifting abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do that, Worf... Uh, Solid Odo, Cisco, and O'Brien all go through cosmetic surgery to become Klingons, which there has been episodes like that in this and TNG before, but I feel like they don't talk enough about how there's cosmetic surgery available for Klingons, which I, or for anyone, which I feel like should be talked about more. Uh, so Worf is teaching them how to be Klingon. Cisco's really hamming it up. Uh, and then, like, the way that they have this planned is like, it's basically like he hits a button they all set up these things and it like sends a wave and it would kind of turn a shapeshifter guy into the goo again. So he, Cisco goes up to Gowron and he just takes his sweet, sweet ass time. It's like, it's like 30 seconds of screen time. And then he starts to walk away and then he's just like, he really fumbles with it. And then someone hits him on the head. It takes forever. It's like ridiculous <laughs> that it would take that long. Uh, there was something else I was going to, one of your comments but yeah so they're trying to set that up but then it turns out it's the second hand klingon guy who's the shapeshifter so they they find that so then gauron kind of like makes peace and he's like all right well we won't fuck everything up anymore but he but then he looks at Worf and he's like i'm still gonna kill you though Worf. <laughs> and then they leave but it is it's pretty it's not very satisfying uh with the setup of uh the cliffhanger so kind of just ends and you're like oh so things are good now or I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, 5.02. I think they gave Worf new hair. Three out of four stars. Okay. Uh, and then I also... Oh, I have a note about the episode, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. So this is the ship. Mm-hmm. This is a yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The helmsman is going to cheat on her test. If I follow this up with, fuck, Star Trek Next Generation has made me racist toward catfish aliens. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's one of those, like, bloop, bloop, bloop guys who, like, in mm-hmm. TNG had, like, the vaporizer in front of their face to keep them moist, I think. Yeah, and they cheat. And, and they cheat, yeah. yeah uh, this one does not cheat. They get yeah. blown up. And so long, Catfish Alien. Good thinking no <laughs> principals were on board. Uh-huh. Because it's like no, no important characters were on that ship. Yeah. It was on a runabout. That's why, and it was a runabout instead of the uh, Defiant, so old, they could blow it up. Good old runabouts. Uh-huh. Um... Wayun's report on you was correct. Interesting. I don't know. Like, did Wei, did there's that... there's a new like you know that elf species that like are the ambassadors for the shapeshifters. Uh, there's like a lady and she's kind of like trying to be the peacekeeper and she brings up Wayun's report on Cisco because she's like you are firm but uh, tender. It's something really gross like that. I don't know. Flirty, sexy Vorta. Why That's does she, why does she wear her hair down? 
Oh yeah, Vorta throat psychic attack. Is that still a thing? Uh, I don't think that happens in this one. Okay. What do they want on the ship? A changeling, perhaps? You, you. Okay. Well, la di da. They want a yeah. changeling. Yep. Trust, goddamn. If only, if only the Vorta would have given Cisco any reason at all to believe her. Yeah, so that's all. That's all basically in the episode. I can explain. That. Okay, those five deaths were in a goddamn trade. Learned a fucking right. Yeah, I can explain that too. Ca- captains in Starfleet, paragons of Federation humanism and Federation ideals. Yep. Yep. So explain, so, explain my notes because none of this makes any sense anymore. So they take a run uh, runabout and they find a uh, crashed Jem Hadar ship, and they go into it, and all the Jem Hadar are dead. While they're inside, Jem'Hadar and this lady come, and uh, they're like, we want what's in the ship. And uh, she's like, you can take the ship if you want. Uh, we won't hurt you guys or anything like that. Uh, we just want we just want to go in for five minutes, get something, and come out. And so Cisco's like, I want to believe you. Uh, but then what they do, while they're doing this peace conversation, they send invisible Jem'Hadars in, and they start ki- like killing people. So then Cisco's like, okay, I don't believe you. He's like, but I would have. And like, because that's Cisco's thing. He's like, if you had told me that you wanted a changeling from in here, he's like, I would have let you do it. He's like, because I'm Cisco. Moral compass, baby. Uh, but then he's like, he's like, all this could have been avoided because they kill five of the Federation people on the runabout and the dude... Uh, when Cisco has like moral objections at the end of the episode, he's like, it's not worth it. He's like, five lives. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. And, it, and it's just like his whole thing is like, it, uh, he tells her, he's like, if you would have told me, I would have let you in. And she's just like, we would have never said. Or it was like, because we can't, couldn't trust you or something like that. And so it's just this thing. It's like, if we had only talked to each other, because the changeling dies just because it's in there, it just turns to dust. Um, but yeah, it's it it is a good episode. Uh, the way we're talking about it makes it sound like it isn't. It it's pretty good actually. It's just there's some very typical Star Trek stuff where you know Star Trek captains are the beacon of light, and then anyone else in uh, the Federation is just like not good. So it's that kind of stuff. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, bud? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. So, anything else on that one? That's about it. All right. 5.03. I have two uh, zingers for this one. Oh, actually, in 5.02, one thing that I actually liked was uh, uh, Cisco reprimands Dax. And I actually kind of like that because I'm finding Dax to be more and more annoying lately. And it's like I've said before, like, I feel like they didn't know what to do with her because she's all over the fucking place. Uh, But she's like making jokes and stuff like that. And Cisco's like, he's like, hey, Dax, why don't you cut the shit? Mm. Fuckhead. He says it like that, too. He's like, cut the shit. He's like, nobody thinks you're funny. And I was like, oh, shit, Cisco, tough but firm. Anyways, and I am only bringing that up because Dax is like, a main character in a lot of the upcoming episodes. Uh, so I have two different titles for this episode, 5.03. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, mm-hmm. Dax and Worf are into BDSM, but also they forgot Worf's teeth. Three out of four stars. They forgot Worf's Klingon teeth in this episode. He has real human teeth oh, under his makeup. And I noticed. And in the last episode, they gave him new hair. And I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. 
What's going on? Dorn, also, Dorn started making demands about, uh, I don't want to be dressed like this shit all the time. I know. Uh, and then also Bashir uh, shows his incel qualities again. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I said that. Because uh, O'Brien's talking about how him and Kira are getting like closer. And uh, Bashir's like, did you look when she was naked? <laughs> he like licks his teeth a little bit. And you're like, ew. Uh, what did I say? Three out of four. This episode's not bad. Uh, this episode's entitled Looking for Parmok in All the Wrong Places. Yep. This is a fe from me. Yeah. Uh, my notes include, mmm, sex. And There's a lot of sex. I, I guess the episode makes House of Quark important, and it is the start of the Dax Wharf banging. Yeah, so uh, this is where Quark's uh, Klingon wife comes back, and Quark gets a... Uh, Worf to train him in Klingon stuff so that Quark can have sex with this lady, uh, which they do. And uh, the Quark stuff in this is pretty cool. He's always wearing like white fur and fighting people. Uh, and then in the process of this training, Worf and Dax uh, get bonded. But they're into some real rough stuff. And that comes up again in a couple episodes about how much, how rough the stuff they're into is. Mm-hmm. Rough stuff. Wow. So, it's not a bad episode, but, yeah. you know. Mm. Uh, are, are you good? Yep. Okay. So I have multiple titles for this one. Uh, 5.04, uh, war is hell. Jake, uh, Nightingale nurse, Jake and 37 year old Jake, two out of four stars. Nor the battle to the strong. Uh, yep. Yep. A, huh. A Jake Bashir episode. First person narration. How odd. This yep. is really wrought with bad acting. War yep. is hell. No shit, guys. Dece uh-huh. ending, but not necessary. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Bashir Jake episode. Yeah. Talk so, that. Talk about what nobody was clamoring for. Yeah. I just, I really don't like Bashir. I think he sucks. But it's like, so Bashir's always on these like peace missions where he's like uh, doctors without borders. Yep. So he's on this planet that's in war and he takes Jake along with him. And then like all the doctors there are like uh, desensitized to it and making jokes. And Jake's like, war is hell, you guys. And uh, he's like writing about it in his journal and stuff. Uh, so it's like, it's that kind of version of Jake, but also Jake got real old, real fast. He he looks like he's thirty three. It's like come in and this see. Episode. Yeah, well, not even throughout the span of the episode. I just mean from season four to season five, Jake got like he aged like ten years, I think, which is like come and see maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's a meh. Uh, what do we got next? Five point oh five. I put. So did the actress playing Keiko want to leave? Two out of four stars. This is the assignment. Yes, the assignment. I give this a yes. Interesting. That's oddly creepy and to the point. Um, okay. Paw raids, eh? Something we've only heard about here for the first time. I wonder if this uh-huh. is relevant. And then in quotes, I put Jeff Loeb because that's a comics writer, Jeff Loeb. Uh, yeah. He likes to do that kind of thing where it's like, oh, that's the thing that you've never heard of. Yeah, that's it's gonna be important now, and it's like very important to the mythos. And it's like, ah, we're just gonna put that now. We're introducing it now, okay? Yeah, and I, I'm I, with you. And I wrote pretty good episode, really. Oh, Trek, and it's no repercussions. Yeah, so I gave this a two out of four because it, it's one of those no repercussion ones, and it's also kind of a mind control one. So Keiko gets possessed by an alien, and uh, she basically she's like 
trying to get O'Brien to oh uh, the alien she's possessed by is like one of the founders or one of not the founders uh, the prophets like the actual Bajoran gods in the wormhole. Yeah. And uh, she's she was the one that was cast out and she's like uh, trying to she, trying to get O'Brien to change the station into a gun to shoot the wormhole and blow it up basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like that part of the episode is fine. It's just, I don't like the mind control stuff. And, uh, the, uh, it, it is to the point though. Keiko's just like, Hey, O'Brien, if you don't do this, now is this I'm gonna... mind control or is this possession? It's possession. It's possession. It's yeah, not it's, mind control. It's different. I know, but it's in the same ballpark. Mm, same ballpark. There's no science there. <laughs> no, but, uh, she's very blunt where she's just like, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill the kid. Yeah. and myself hell yeah and she's and o'brien's like you can't do that and she's like watch me and then she just has a seizure uh, so it is to the point uh but yeah it's okay uh but what about 5.06 horgs four out of four stars oh man. look at you trials and tribulations yeah you know about porgs Jarrett? yeah i know about porgs all right, all right. So this was a big one. This is where uh, Jarrett Fudge Duncan is coming into play. This is where I'm, I'm live with you because I figured because I remember, I think this was like the this was like the anniversary episode. This one like, was. Yeah, this was like a big deal. Like they promoted the shit out of this one. I can um, see why. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't even quite like yeah, it's not the 25th anniversary. I can't remember what what was significant about it, but yeah, they they pimped it out. Made a big deal about it, and they made even there's like little insider jokes. It's like that happened like five days from Friday or something like that from when it would have been mm-hmm. airing. Lots of it, jokes, uh, yeah. from when it would have been scheduled and stuff. But yes, this is a yes episode. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really have anything important that happens in it, but it's a it's no. a but it's a one of those like kind of reminds me of those like the Buffy the musical episode where oh, the, the 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 oh my god oh you're oh buffy oh star trek oh but buffy. but star trek oh it's all it's all nerd shit rj it's all for buffy's nerds. an incel no she's like the opposite is she well, she's very uncelibate oh my god anyways conti- I'm, I'm just kidding continue okay um so my original notes were yeah. temporal investigations Content mm-hmm. continuity cops. <laughs> to me, I'm like these are what Star Trek fans would be doing. Oh yeah, that's their job. Oh, yes. Um, I did describe this episode like watching a morbidly obese man fillet himself. Ah, uh, in a good way or a bad way? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's like very much like mm, baby. We're so we're so Star Trek. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um. I bet Cisco really wanted to hear more about a fucking Gorn. He does bring up the Gorn, and he's like, "I would have loved to have asked him about <laughs> the Gorn." The Gorn. <laughs> That's like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm sure he really was like, "Yeah, the Gorn." Mm-hmm. Um. So new new notes, new notes. Mm-hmm. Wharf smells like Scotch whiskey. PT. Uh, also. Mm-hmm. Which I'm also because the one time I ever had Scotch whiskey is like burnt bandages. Uh, there's some smoky ones yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm not a big Scotch guy, but uh, I know I know what you mean. And I think because Miles was the one describing it and busted out that PD, uh, I imagine that Miles might have like a YouTube channel where uh, he describes Scotch. Yeah, they uh oh, and it'll be like he'll he'll drink scotches that are like uh 
named after nerdy stuff, like not Star Trek stuff, but it'll be like, this is the Porg Scrotch. Right. based on pools. limited edition but, there, but there's all kinds of cool um star trek things you just toss out there valdorian scotch and people yep. are like oh yeah i love it oh it's delicious which this has even jokes about right in there mm-hmm. there's that and then there's the uh the klingon coffee mm-hmm. i can't remember what it's called yeah uh but you know yeah. um other note here is i won't tell anyone if you don't are they contemplating doing that woman hard? Because <laughs> there's, uh, there's the scene where uh, we're all uh, Miles and Bashir are, like trying to figure out how the elevator works, and like, oh, and yeah. then she walks in effortlessly and uses the elevator, and then like Bashir turns to him, "I won't tell anyone if you don't." And you know they're talking about the handle, but then they give her a weird look, and they, you realize she's alone, mm-hmm. and they're they've traveled in time, and it's like there's no laws in this time, right? I'm fairly certain that Bashir would uh, would do it if he thought no one else would find out. Because there's also the Futurama connection that uh, if you're not going to bring up, uh, I can. But I, I'll see what you say first. Okay, I have no I have no comments about Futurama here, but well, I do well, have. Bashir uh, tries to be his own grandpa, like well, in the well, Futurama, the, or, or Back to the Future, or Back to the Future. Yeah, that's yep. that's an old trope. Yep. I, I've got Dax thirsting for Spock. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, there's like talking about like one of her past hosts might have fucked McCoy because there's talks about his hands. Yeah, no, uh, not even might have. She she kind of like outright says it. This episode's kind of weird because they turn Dax into like a sex freak. And, yeah, like, and that's then, what this and, season is. And then, her and Worf. And then talking. Oh yeah. And then we talk about like how sexy Kirk is. And it's just like sex, sex, sex. This whole episode, I'm like, I yeah, okay. And it's like, look, look, look at how short our skirts used to be back in the '60s. She does mention that as well. Yep. Um, I wrote deep '69. Am I right? Excuse. Oh God. <laughs> the delay. Uh, and exploding triple in space. <laughs> yeah, there is a huge exploding uh, triple. Yes, a CGI triple. It's not. Which, re- uh, it's like a fake. Uh, it's a fake one, as yeah. opposed to the real triples they have. That's true. That's true. I would like a triple, probably. Yeah. I would. I mean, I have a cat, so. Uh, but yeah, I think this episode is awesome. I think it is. A, it's a really fun way that they kind of impose them in the background. I like it. Uh, I think this could go either way. Some people could think that this is really cheesy and hokey, but I actually, I think coming fresh off of watching original series in. Like within a year of this, yeah, uh, I, I I had a uh, fond fond appreciation for this. So oh, I was yeah, like, that's it, nice. It's a Star Trek episode for Star oh, yes. Trek fans. Yeah, it's yeah. it is fan service to the max. Mm-hmm. And you get the the joke about like where are the Klingons? They're right there, and they're like, what? But they look different from you, Worf. And then he gets like kind of uh, you know wink wink nudged about, and he's like, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't like to talk about it. And you also get the Klingons talking about why they hate Tribbles so much. Yeah, so they hate the Tribbles. And then, yeah, I was really in, like, I think that's, it is a nice, like, kind of wink to the camera where they're like, how come Klingons look different? He's like, we don't talk about that. And then I was like, hmm, hmm, cosmetic surgery. It's coming up again, Jerry. Well, I'd like to know why they look completely different in Discovery. Do they look completely different in Discovery? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look up Klingons Discovery. It's bullshit. That. That's some... Why would they do that? Just to appeal to this thing? Yeah, or to the fans? Because no, they look—they look totally different from what they look like here. 
Like they're like they just they, the it's, it's like was this Halo? <laughs> like that's like it's just like some generic looking monster aliens in armor. What? Yeah, see, that's what you got to look forward to, my friend. I mean, I've heard Discovery's not bad, but like this picture of the Klingons, what are what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? See, it's it's trash. Is this supposed to be the bridge between old Klingons and Worf Klingons? Is this thing? No, because I think Discovery takes place. No, Discovery takes place before, before. Uh, original series. Uh, well, but maybe, but maybe, maybe they look like that, and then they look like like people for a while, Mongo- and then they, like, then they look like Mongolians. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Give me Christopher Lloyd Klingon. That's what I want. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is bizarre. I've never seen this before. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah, I, I I only watched like the first episode or two, whatever it was of Discovery, and it was like, nope. Well, I mean, when once we get back there, because you're on board, you you're out watching now, so you're gonna watch it all with me. No, 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 no. Yeah, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, Ugh. Picard, uh, whatever comes after Discovery. Oh, uh, Strange New Worlds with right. your uh, with Pike. your buddy, sexy Spock. Hmm. So uh, we'll be on board for all this. So uh, looking forward to it. All right. Hit me with uh, any other notes here on Trials and Tribulations. No, it's good. I like it. Tell me about Episode 7. Let he who is without sin. Uh, Road trip uh, dad wharf. One out of four stars. Yep. (laughs) This is a uh, very weird episode. Uh, Very weird. It's like for a while, it's not even bad. Like I really like, uh, you know, that Mass Effect looking guy at the start who gives the flower to someone. I thought that was really cute because that guy's always in the background. And then like I like some of the. Or are you talking about Morn? Yeah, Morn. They've they've mentioned his name before. He's never talked yet. I I think that guy's awesome. That's the that's the joke. <laughs> I know. Well, and then I think there was I think one time Quark said something like, "You never shut up." Or something like that, but uh, well, you, I, I well, thought... you, you get it. You get the joke of his name, right? Morn. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, he's mourning something? No, his his name is Morn. He's an alien who's always in a bar, and he's always in the bar, and he sits on the stool. And who's another famous character from television who's always in a Norm. bar? Yeah. I like that. They should just called him Norm. Well, Morn's Morn's good because then Paramount can own that. Uh, I got gotcha. you. No, but I liked I liked his intro. I thought it was cute. Uh, but then yeah, so Worf and Dax go on sex trip to Riza, and man, they got unwelcome guests with Bashir, his girlfriend, and Lita Quark. and Quark. Look, Quark looking to get some. Yeah, he's got his uh, right horny Riker uh, sex dolls, and he's <laughs> looking for some serious action. There, so there's some stuff in this episode that I think is pretty fun, but it's like I said, I don't really. I don't really understand what they're doing with Dax because I feel like she's all over the place this season. She's like sex Dax where it's, she just keeps talking about all the people she has sex with as like in past lives. And then Worf goes on to tell the story about how he killed a little kid (laughs) in a soccer game. Or when he was a little kid. Yeah, he, yeah, it was an adult wharf playing what, soccer. Was it soccer kid. or was it basketball? I... He says he says soccer because okay. I I remember because I thought it was so weird to hear Wharf say I was playing soccer. Yeah, and I was like soccer. Yeah, <laughs> what? They both go for a header, and he heads butts the other kid, and he felt great, but the kid broke his neck and died, and then Wharf's like, so I have unbelievable discipline now, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, but then there's also these like. 
these dudes on on the island that are like uh, they're like you guys don't have protection. You know, things are going to be bad. They're going to steal elections from you anytime now. You need us. They're, you need us to protect you. They're called essentialists. Essentialists. And uh, they're, 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 yeah, they're religious fundamentalists, basically. In a, in a way, in a way. Oh, 100% they are. Yep. They're, they're definitely bad dudes, is what well, I Well, yeah, they get, oh, this episode's total shit. Yeah, um, it's not. My notes are Dax Worf banging hard because she's like, oh, my neck's all sore because we were fucking so much. Because, yeah, of course, like, I don't remember this because this is my second episode of my oh, of my yeah. rewatch. And I went, oh, yeah, I guess they're in a relationship now. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, boy. My original note for this episode. Fuck. <laughs> like, this is like uh-huh. probably amongst like the worst because uh, it's like if it was a Lux Swan episode, I would just stop watching. But uh, so they go to Rise of Four, Quark fucks. Yes, he does. Oh, then right, then RJ shows up to team up with Worf. Uh excuse me, because you because you you would fit in with the essentialists. No, no pleasure. It's all about convictions. So and, and, yeah, and, and of yeah, course, like, I, and then no. and then I, I made a note: Zubas pants are timeless because there's like it's like this is like nineties future beach hot clothing yes yeah. yeah it's like all tank tops and uh full like one piece swimsuits it's pretty cool i li- I do like the aesthetic i do not yeah. it's hideous i like it's it. it's like the, i mean i'm pretty sure there's probably better better uh clothing choices from even in that era and they're like nah that's not what looked good though back then i i do really like quark in like a tank top uh talking about the ladies i even sent you a picture of that because i liked it so mm-hmm. much Worf joins fundamentalist group in terrorism because Dax was laying around with a woman quite ra- and he he refers to it as being quite rational. Yeah, he does. So like uh Dax is like they're doing a ghost like model clay modeling thing and Worf is like absolutely reprehensible. Yeah, he doesn't understand how people could be into pleasure all the time because he's so serious. Mm-hmm. Um I the quote from Quark we don't have a word for crisp on Ferenginar. This is, of course, after uh, Worf has helped like reprogram the terraforming weather machine yes. uh, to make it rain, so everyone has to leave. So it's like it's like light terrorism. It's not like it's not going to endanger anybody. But then he's like, "Well, I'm done here," and he just like throws uh, the fundamentalist leader, who's just like the most daytime villainy guy imaginable. He's like, yes. uh, so as soon as we turn this back on, everyone will forget what we did here. So we're going to start creating earthquakes or something. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. He, he's got big ideas. Um, then uh, there's like when Borst regaling us with his tale of that time he accidentally killed another kid uh, that we've never heard of. We've never heard the story once at all, ever before until now. Yeah. Um, there was mm-hmm. only 20,000 people on a planet. <laughs> that's, that's... Uh, yeah, it's like a farm planet yeah, is but what it sounds but like. like. For an entire planet, 20,000 people. Well, I mean, Jared, you got to remember, this is uh, the year 4,848. Oh. Things are different, man. Lies, Things are different. Lies. Um, yeah. yeah, and then the episode just kind of like wraps up. With like, Give me it back. Oh, Okay. And, he just, and that's it. Yeah, and then it just ends. And then it just ends. And then it's like, hey, Worf, you want to go skinny dipping in the ocean? Okay. And and now Bashir and Lita aren't together anymore. 
I guess they yeah. were they were in some sort of relationship. The incel was in a relationship, but then they broke up, and then he finds out I'm really into someone else. I'm into Rom, and it's like what? Yeah, and and like that's the joke. It's like people think Rom is cool. Rom is sexy and smart. Well, I mean, we've always thought Rom is sexy and um, smart, but uh, uh, I didn't know anyone else thought that no. way. Yeah, but this episode is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's shit. Yeah. Oh show. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. show. And, and and you only watched half of episode eight. Yeah, and I got a general vibe for it, and I was kind of like, hmm. Mm. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not like bad in any way, but I was just like, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm hearing what you say. See, now that you're on the train, I think nothing will change. You'll still be two steps ahead of me, probably. I, I've, already, but, uh, I've already watched episode 13. Well, exactly. You're going to be two steps ahead of me forever. So uh, let me know how Voyager is when you get to it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you're watching Voyager nope. with me, nope. you piece of shit. Nope. Pitch, Why not? Why won't you even give it a try? I don't want to because, like, I fucking hate the characters on that show. Neelix and Tuvok. That guy looks super annoying. Oh, every, everything about that fucking show sucks. Like, I don't like it. To, like, Tom Paris and uh, Jane Wayne. I just, like, I don't like the characters. So it would be a really hard sell for me to want to watch it again. Well, I get that later I... on. Then maybe it gets better. But hey, I some mean, people said the same about DS9, friend. You? Uh yeah, I, I think that first season of DS9 is nothing nothing great, nothing yep, special. There's true. one good torture episode in there. <laughs> Only one good torture episode. Or, not, or no, it's not even torture, it's the uh, interrogation episode yeah. about about torture. Yeah. So apparently episode 6 is like got tons of really good episodes. Apparently season 6 is re- for DS9 is regarded for as the, is the best season. Mm-hmm. Um which I'm feeling is uh yeah, season 5. I think there's a lot of uh padding. There's a lot of they didn't really. They didn't really want to go where they were planning at that yeah. time, and they're like, "Ooh, let's wait. Let's uh, pace ourselves for no reason whatsoever." Case in point, the Riza episode. Yep. Yeah. There. No. Uh, this is like. So it's this episode and the next two are when I stop watching. I think, like, yeah. uh, on a like r- really intense basis. So yeah. we had that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm on board with that. You're locked in now. Yep, oh, yeah, I'll finish this time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna finish DS9 for for good. Good, good. Well, uh, people can look forward to that now. Hooray! <laughs> you, uh, I don't know. You got any, you got any news? Well, again, how how could I say anything that's topping uh, current uh, current things? Right? Are things? Like, is anything going to happen? Um, Probably in, not. In, in the world of media. No. Yeah, no one, no one cares. I'm pretty sure the world is over, dude. Uh, well, I just mean, agree. The world's still there. The world's still here. Well, I mean, uh, in the grander scheme, things are done. We're done. Um, Everything's done. Every, yeah, we're done. Every everybody and everything is just over. <laughs> you know? Do you know? I was thinking about. Like usually we do also probably our, our our top picks for 2020 or for movies, but oh um, like upcoming no for last year like what were the best movies oh, of yeah. last year? It's like well, I didn't really see anything. Based on what I saw, uh, the Invisible Man was pretty good. That came out last year, right? 
Yeah. That was a that was a D show. I liked it. It was D's. Yep. D's. Was it spicy? Was it spicy though? Uh, I still don't know who that character is. You're gonna have to rewatch that episode and nah, tell me what spicy is. Yeah, spicy. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess we can talk about the movie. Movie. <laughs> I know. What do you mean? I know. What What is this? This movie podcast. Movie. Casha huh? mm-hmm. movie. Wow. Wow. Huge. Firing on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> I know. It's it's like you're ramped up for some reason. I mean, it's, the, it's all that DS9 and Simpsons. Oh, you know what? News. Um, I started playing Super Ghouls and Ghosts. What are you, a fucking glutton? Uh, for punishment? Yeah. That game's hard. <laughs> I don't know. Do yeah. you, know, you hear about this? You hear about this game? I, I know about Super Ghouls and Ghosts. That's, that is a hard game. No. You know what? Safe states help. Safe states do help, but that game's still ruthlessly hard. What, oh, two it's... hits, you're dead? With, uh, well, with armor. With armor? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how are you liking it? Um, I, I do. I like that music. I love the Capcom-ness of it, even though it does not... Okay. You don't know it's a Capcom game, but it becomes really clear. And like how well-designed it is and how unfair... How it's fair in its unfairness. Because... You do things and you're like, oh, you fuckers. You knew that people who don't know what they're doing yet will mm-hmm. jump that way. And you intentionally put a fucking trap there. Fuck yeah. this. This is such bullshit. I love it. Like, I kind of like it. Oh, has, so it you are well, for yeah. I mean, but it's like, it's interesting because it's like, it's, what's that one game that everybody, like, people, the kids Dark these Souls? days. Well, yeah, no. Well, I feel like Super Ghouls and Ghosts is the predecessor to the Dark Souls. Where, oh, hundred percent. Where, yeah, it's stripped down. I mean, it's just night going around fighting abominations and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent, my man. 100%. But, but, but totally different. But, uh, it's like that, like Super Meat Boy, that type of those types oh, of games. Yeah. Those like yep. indie, those indie games that like the whole thing is like this game's so sickly, ridiculously hard, like your old Nintendo games, but with new graphics and I don't know. It's like that type of gamer that I am not. I don't know if I will actually probably finish Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It's very unlikely, um, but I, I don't mind dicking around with it, seeing how far I can get. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I've I've watched a playthrough and I see how harder and harder it gets, and I go, oh mm-hmm. man. I don't know about that. You go, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Like I'm right now on like a bit where I, I can get to the raft in the second level and oh, yeah. you're going up and down and there's like all these like, you know, sharp reefs, reefs that you're avoiding. And some of mm-hmm. that stuff looks ridiculous. I'm like, how the, f- what am I supposed to fucking do? It's too hard, dude. That game is way too hard. It's for, impossible. For, for mere mortals such as you and I. Yeah. 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 It's way too hard. Speaking of games, by the way, I finished uh metal gear solid Two. Yeah, Solidus. So, yeah, how do you, how do you love that awesome Solidus speech? Oh, Solidus is wicked, and I gotta say, the plotline uh, <laughs> of Metal Gear Solid Two has never been more relevant. No, kid, no, fuck. When I uh, like, unbelievable, the, even the last time I played through it, like I don't know when that would have been. I thought, like, fuck, this is aged so good, like so well. Oh, yeah, and I think I think it was when I was watching the compilation. Uh, videos on YouTube where it shows like the entire game like as a movie 
yep. which is hilarious. It just kind of it shows that the gameplay is secondary to the movie part. Um, which, which I actually I love. I think it's uh, I, it, I mean, it gets that's my kind of game. It gets worse probably as it goes on because I stop wanting yeah. to play the games. But yeah, but um, yeah, like I think like that Saul the Snake stuff is like really excellent. Oh yeah, the Sons no. of Liberty. It's it's honestly, dude. Like when I was watching it, because uh, this one has, I think the longest cutscene is probably twenty thirty minutes or something like that. And I think in uh, Metal Gear Solid Four is the longest cutscene in the franchise. It's like an hour and twenty or something like that. But um, it was watching them and like just playing through the storyline. It is actually like crazy how relevant it is still. Like digital age stuff, freedom mm-hmm. of information, uh, like citizens sovereignty and like the illusion of like freedom like free will and stuff and i was just like oh my god yeah uh and i mean in the in the stealth action gi joe knockoff game oh yeah and which i i love that too like when you brought that up i was like that i I was like i can see that now like uh like fat man uh as a villain (laughs) fortune vamp like uh it it is like so cool i did start uh metal gear solid 3 snake eater and i saw a hornet man like the guy who's made out of hornet (laughs) uh so i I like that they just ramped up the craziness on that but uh yeah no the storyline in um Sons of Liberty is really good. And I've heard it's the black sheep just because you, I'd say 80% of the game you're playing as Raiden instead of Snake, which is like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer to not be playing Snake. But like the storyline in that game is, it's fucking killer. And I think it's either like, it's either it was so good back then that it's still relevant today, or that says something even worse about our society and, you know, how these things have always existed and, you know. Yeah, I mean, because it things. just, yeah, because... Um, philosophy, concepts, Concepts, ideals. things, all your favorite things. All my things. But it, it is, it's it's super good. So, very cool. I'm very happy I played it. Uh, I'm going to march forward. I hope I can keep, uh, I can't keep that pace because I was off work when I was doing that, putting down some heavy hours. Mm. But uh, I, I won't be able to juggle Star Trek and Metal Gear, but I'm hoping to get a little bit each week of each. Okay. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. It's good stuff. Solidus is wicked. He kind of looks like he reminded me of Omega Red. Oh, he has his like suit? Two, yeah, because yeah. he has like the two octopus tentacles that like they start in the front and they go over his back and they like kind of like flip out like this, right. which is pretty cool. And that boss fight's awesome too. And like, or because oh, like, yeah. like, even before that, you have to fight the two gears. Yeah, the you fight the Metal Gear Rays. Uh, I think there's, I think there's actually three. Oh, three. Yeah, so yeah, fight, yeah. You fight those bad boys, and then you have a sword fight with Solidus. Yeah, but, but <laughs> after after, cool. after the carrier is smashed into New York. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, so good. And and like the ending Spoil- of that. Game, oh yeah, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. But then Snake is there. Snake. Fuck, it's good. So uh, I I'm also liking this new uh, like vietnam esque oh. uh oh, like yeah. uh even though it's like russian forest or whatever we all know what's going on here uh so i'm liking the setting of uh snake eater too it's pretty cool so far i'm only like an hour in of snake eater i think but this good is stuff. So this is video game talk that's maybe the new segment that we were uh teasing before Oh, maybe. Fuck, I I legitimately, as soon as we're done on recording, I don't remember what we talked about. It just leaves? Just, like, it leaves my brain. It's like, it's out in the world now. I can I can rest. Mm-hmm. You know? What were we supposed to do tonight? Talk about a movie or something? Um, I, I guess. Um, after the break, 
we, we, we do what's best for the clan. The what? The clan. The good clan. Oof. Uh. Not oh, with, not, like. Not with a K. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. With the C. Yeah, small C. Small C. ばかりの兵を動かしても信玄があるかあらんかわからん。よし、攻めてみよう。攻める。いずこう。駿河の武田を攻める。
地獄の黙示録のフランシス・コッポラスター・ウォーズのジョージ・ルーカスの友情に助けられて黒澤明が世界に問う空前の対策This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Kajimusha from 1980, directed by Akira Kurosawa. No tagline for the film this week, RJ. Letterboxd has really shit the bed. There's no tagline for this film? Apparently. Let me look up Kajimusha tagline. That's how you pronounce that, right? It's like cage match. Uh, here is the first wiki quote. Uh, I only stole a few coins, a petty thief, but you've killed hundreds and robbed who uh, whole domains. Who is wicked? You or I? Let's go with that. Akira Kurosawa's lauded feudal epic presents Ooh. the tale of a petty thief who is recruited to impersonate Shinjin, an aging warlord, in order to avoid attacks by competing clans. When Shinjin dies, his generals reluctantly agree to have the imposter take over as the powerful ruler. He soon begins to appreciate life as Shinjin, but his commitment to the role is tested when he must lead his troops into battle against the forces of a rival warlord. Did you say Shinji? Shinji? No. Shin, yeah. Shinjin. I mean, it's it's honestly, it kind of compares to Neon Genesis because Shinji doesn't really want to do the thing at first either, right? So, RJ. Yeah. When, when watching this movie, when, when did you realize that uh, these two men were played by the same actor? <laughs> Jarrett, uh, I got I to gotta level with you, buddy. I'm, I'm nothing but honest. This is the first time hearing about it. Wow. Wow. Huge. I can't believe it. You're you blind. Uh, well, there was some fancy film work in the first uh, first scene there. I no, thought those were two different guys. It's some real Jeremy Irons ing. Yeah, in uh, BVS, not in Dead Ringers. That's right. Yeah, he plays two two roles in that one. I'm sure mm-hmm. two Alfreds. Yeah. A little, a uh, couple Alfreds. Yeah, couple, couple. So, Kajamusha. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a first time view for me. Really? Yes. Interesting. No, no, it's not really. It's not interesting at all. Truth be told, it's not. No. Um. You know, it hasn't been <laughs> okay. until I've tackled this Criterion project, RJ. Yeah. I, I, I had I had this like I, I felt I was like everybody else. I had this very high opinion of the master of cinema, Akira Kurosawa. Is that and what I, he's called? Yeah. You know, I'm sure that like there's somewhere someone's called him this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he called himself that. You know he tried okay. to. You know he tried to kill himself um, sometime before making this movie. Kurosawa did. Yeah. How did he try? Um, I just read that he tried to kill himself after one of he had like his like nadir, I guess. Like okay. when he started making color movies, essentially, and there's the one called like Dodes Khan or something like that. Uh, it was a financial flop, and p- apparently people started finding him difficult to work with. Uh, he was supposed to work with Tor- on that Tora Tora Tora, like super international, like meeting of nations. Directors are all going to make this 
Tora, Tora, Tora movie together. Americans and Japanese together. But Kurosawa was not liking the direction it was going in. He got the reputation of, oh, he's too hard to work with. And he got all sad and uh, apparently uh, attempted suicide. Did it say how? I know. I have not actually seen what that meant. I'm not sure if he went Is like that morbid? seppuku style. Maybe maybe pulled out. A, he got a sword out, or more of a classic. Um, I don't know, drinking bleach or carbon monoxide in the car. Walk off hmm. into the woods and with some rope. I don't know. It's, How would it's, you it's, do it? It's, it's wow. That's that's dark, RJ. Oh yeah, because it's too real for what how we're gonna finish the podcast. <laughs> you and me, exactly. Double suicide too. Now, if you tell anyone, then they can try to stop it. I mean, yeah, that, that's that, a good point. Exactly. Down, down the street, not across. Okay, right. So, gotcha. Anyway, um, going in this week, I was kind of like, you know what? After we've been watching these Kurosawa movies, I don't know if I'm so hot on this Kurosawa. Wow, I, yeah, might, you I'm, haven't liked the last couple. No, I, I might even, I, I might even say it's like I don't know if he's if he's uh, cutting it for me. So I'm, your friendship I'm, with I'm more of a over. I'm more of a Fellini guy. Ugh. <laughs> Said no one. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that says a lot about you. Well, I know that's what I know. I'm just I, the I'm, statement, I'm, not I'm, the sentiment. I'm, I'm scared. I'm really scared when. Uh, we have to watch like Satyricon and Roma, which were movies when I watched as a young lad. I was like, oh. Which Roma? Uh, Satyricon, uh, the Fellini one. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not that one. Oh, not the try-hard one? Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I went into this little trepidatious. I mean, uh-huh. it's also like this, this, this the samurai genre has also not uh, been yeah. like lighting my world on fire lately. I mean, I don't know. They just seem like, uh, I mean, and uh, believe me, this was a genre that I was all about. I mean, I, I'm still a fan of that Throne of Blood from this fella. Hidden Fortress, I'm pretty lukewarm on. I'm just kind of skimming through. Yojimbo Sanjuro, they're okay. Um, that Samurai Trilogy, remember watching those like in 2016? Uh, Fuck, that feels like 18 years ago, to be honest. It does, right? Yeah. Those Lone Wolf and Cubs are good. I haven't seen those, but I heard people love that Mandalorian TV show. Exactly. exactly. That's Lone Wolf and Cuff, And what about Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai? Uh, I mean, anything mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise as a samurai is mm-hmm. nothing but yeah. just premium mint. Yeah. So with all these factors to be considered, I started Kajimu Show with this like, open of a mind as I could come to it with i guess okay and uh i mean first of all it's like oh it's color so this is the first colored kurosawa movie in the criterion collection there's not very many because i think dreams is about it because the other two aren't here uh dota kane and uh the russian movie that actually sounds really cool they're derusala or sala or something like that which ursula is, yeah something like that Actually, it's, it's it's like a train movie in uh, in Siberia. Okay. It actually sounds it's like a but it's almost like a hmm. two it's a two guys in the wilderness trying to survive ideal. So, okay. so, so it actually sounds kind of like Swiss Army Man, like Swiss Army Man exactly with even more flatulence. Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Um, so well, some other things I could mention about this. Uh, this was executively produced 
by Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas. So the, the whole the, wow. the the thing with this movie was, so the Japanese film industry they were leery of Kurosawa and giving him and throwing him all this money. He was working on it. He was shooting commercials, I think, for beer. I got that right. Well, well, uh, well on, the same on, time while Orson Welles was yeah, doing yeah, champagne. exactly, exactly. And okay. so, but he was actually making the movies like or these ads on the set that Kajimusha was being shot on. He was also making ads oh. to help finance this thing. And it wasn't coming together. He wanted to do the big battle at the end, uh, mm-hmm. like with five thousand extras and do it massively. And um, no one wanted to give him the money, but but George Lucas and Frankie Coppola. They were, they're they're like riding high. They were uh, you know the the brat pack back in America, and you'll we all know George Lucas how much he loves Kurosawa, how much he loves the Hidden Fortress. Every, Allegedly, every well, actually, it's his like least favorite of. Like, it seems like it was like he. I watched an interview with him talking about Kurosawa. He's like, obviously, Seven Samurai is number one, and oh yeah, no, at the bottom is like Hidden Fortress, and I'm like, ah, even he doesn't care. So. Yeah. Good point. Um, they were, of course, like we got to bring this. We we got to help this legend make his movie and finish and get his vision. So, like, 20th Century Fox agreed to front some of this money as long as they got the international distribution of this. And I do remember some VHS tapes I was renting back in the 80s. There would be these ads for Kajimusha, executively produced by Coppola and Lucas, and you're always like, whoa! And this movie looks really crazy, but but it's foreign. It's Japanese. I don't speak Japanese. I can't watch movies like that when I'm like seven years old. But it looks like a, now, but, but it also looks like a horror movie, like this trailer and like spooky and like weird. Is it a zombie? Well, you're watching like the weird colors and like guys wearing spooky armor. And when you're like, uh, you know, a six, seven year old white kid, you're mm-hmm. not really familiar with like Japanese um, feudal Japan armor and be like, whoa, like, <laughs> what is this? Maybe you weren't, but uh, oh, I've, I've been. You're familiar. Been familiar with this for yeah. years and years, man. Even when I was, I don't know, two. Yeah, I was on board, so uh, I don't really know what your deal okay. is, buddy. I, I thought you were better than that. It's just, whatever. It's, it's just me then. Yep, just you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they helped finish this movie. They got that ending done, which I have also read that he shot like days worth of footage, and then they used like ninety seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds like Criterion's thing. Every mm-hmm. Criterion. Did you know they shot 14 days worth of footage, but they only showed 20 seconds? Worth it. Worth it. Of Roma, mm-hmm. Alfonso Cuarón. No. So this yeah. movie opens up with three men. Um, we have our, our warlord Shinjin, his brother, yeah. um, and this guy, this this thief who is going to be executed and he's been brought here because he looks a lot like the warlord. And they're like, ah, oh, we could use him as a decoy, a shadow warrior, the AKA of what Kajamusha translates to. Um, so this, this is an actual concept that existed in uh, Japan to have a, a double. And this is like a thing that like, you know, people make jokes about how millennia Trump had like a, a double that would like come to events and people were like, that's not true. That's her. I don't know, man. I saw those side by sides. It, uh, it's pretty convincing that it, uh, I think a double was in play, but, but like historically speaking, if people think it's ridiculous and conspiracy stuff, it's like, no, people have done this. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> this isn't like, but nowadays maybe not, but definitely in the past, 
It's it's why not? Well, isn't that there's that movie The Double, which or The Devil's Double, which I actually thought was a real shit movie. But isn't that all about like Saddam Hussein's son's body double or something like that? Or maybe it wasn't. It was someone like Saddam Hussein. Someone like him. Well, <laughs> well, he had, he, well, he did have duplicate. He had, I think he had like eight. Yeah. I think there was like eight Husseins or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not like yeah, we have it's the... star Dominic Cooper. You know that guy? Uh, he played young Tony Stark <laughs> as uh, Uday Hussein and Latif Yah. I think that's Saddam Hussein's son. Yeah. Or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not that unbelievable. So, so it opens up with a very long, drawn out, kind of like this installment of our discussion of Kashmusha with uh, men discussing matters. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get how this is going. It's, it's all one shot and um, ex- expressing the plot or the idea and saying, I, you're a, the bigger liar than me. <laughs> Or, I don't know. Who's the bigger piece of shit? Yeah, Warlord. Yeah. I mean, Jared, it's about, like, uh, cryptocurrency. I see. Okay. So, anyway, the guy, like, supposedly kind of agrees to it. And then Mm. then we're kind of thrown into, like, the plot, which is that there's – this is kind of a bunch of battles between different lords who are all vying for control of what is the 16th century Japan. Uh, I it's I it's, it's the it's the it's it's like the present day. Fi- yeah it's the 1500s present day of 1980 and oh. um, there's like there's they're trying to seize a siege seize a uh, a fortress uh, a castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not having a lot of luck, but they're getting closer. They've cut off the water supply, and but there's someone inside who keeps playing this violin. And everyone's like, oh, good. I love that violin. It's so good for my soul. And they're like, well, we've cut off their water. If their spirit's broken, they won't play the violin. But if it does play, that means we'll have to take, we'll, it'll take even longer to break them. And then Warlord goes, well, I'm going to go down and uh, give a listen to this. And this is a mistake. Because apparently, while he was going to, well, why they when they set up the chair that he was going to sit on, because that's what you do when you're the leader in uh, Kajimusha, is you you do a lot of sitting and watching. Well, it's all about the council, Jared. It's like being a mount. It's like being a mountain, like a Shinjin. Well, man is a mountain, like mm-hmm. Shinji. Like General Akari. No, Shinji. I see. Maybe so, the penguin too. What's the penguin's name again? Pengu. Pengu. Pen pen. Pen pen. Classic. Classic. <laughs> this is what people have come here for. So, uh, Buddy gets dropped by this like little chubby Japanese guy who who shows off his skills later on, um, mm-hmm. and how he like sets up a sniper shot in olden times with a bag of sand and rope. It's pretty it's cool. A cool scene. Some it's some very ma- cool. so, so it's some math. He's got some math and like some foresight too. He's like, you know, I didn't think I could see that well, so I set up my little sandbag here. Yeah, there, there's a lot of investigation and positing about like how to find things out in this movie. Where my ultimate complaint, I suppose, of this movie is there's times where this feels like a parody. Like there's scenes where I was laughing out loud, and I'm like, I don't think that was the intent. Like, like which scenes? Okay, so. 
uh, anyway, so Warlord gets killed. And there's a lot of discussion. Was he shot? Was he shot? Where was he shot? Where is he? Is he okay? And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there he is. But his, his arm's in a bandage. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it very much longer. But you're going to have to keep the illusion up that I'm alive using my double for three years. And that will protect us all. Because otherwise, the other Warlords will see us as weak. And then they'll come and attack. But if they think I'm alive, they won't dare attack. And you go, okay. And Do you think it's a good plan? Um, it's a plan. I, I, I it's really, definitely I, a plan. I mean, it's not. It's not a guarantee. I. I don't know why. I get. I don't know. It, it's. It's a different time and a different place. And it's a lot of blank rooms and a lot of discussions. That's what this movie's about. Discussion. It's about indecision, actually. Um, you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Ooh, and Two. Terror, like with t- trade embargoes and terrorists. In the Senate. Nice. It's about poetry, Jarrett. Well, this definitely might have. Uh, imp- been improved with some Jar Jar, if you know what I'm saying. Uh they they're boss, really boss to, boss Nass. There really did need to be a comic uh, comedic relief Jar Jar character. Well, I think that comes with some of the moments in this film, uh, like when so our um, our imposter, mm-hmm. our Shadow Warrior, he gets he starts getting shown around uh, his new life, and they're kind of showing him his abode, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, behind this wall we have like the hidden guard compartment. And there's just these three guys who just kneel and they and they wait. It doesn't matter if there's any. I, I loved that. I laughed and I went well, like yeah. I wrote, "How is this not hilarious?" Because <laughs> this is like it's just three guys and they're just sitting there. You're like, "What if there's nobody there? Like, do they just sit?" Yeah. And they're like, yep. "Well, they're, they're the security system." They they I imagine they were something like the podcast commission, just always on standby on on in wait, in wait in wait, and it's like. You know, sometimes they're not, they don't get any action. They don't even stand up, but uh, sometimes they're needed. So I I, I thought that, I thought those, uh, the sitting guards were super funny. And then he's like rolled out and it's like his grandson quotes. He's like, oh, he's so much nicer now. And Mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, it's great. You're back. (laughs) But there's something wrong. Oh, I don't know what it is. And uh, there's a lot of that. But the thing there's so much of is just like guys walking around talking about oh shinjin dead is he really dead though is there some way we can find out is he dead i don't know is he dead and then they send people oh oh, let's send the jesuit priest from silence let's send that guy to go take a look at his to to inspect his body and if there is no wound then we know that he's not dead uh we have this gigantic urn where there's like a where the the real Shinjin's been stuffed into, um, and then it's like taken out on a boat, and then there's like guys with like who are spying. They're like, huh, where are they going in that giant in that boat with that giant urn <laughs> that's like man sized? Hey, you don't know what's in that urn. That could have been uh, they could have had their weed in there. No, you know uh, they like to blaze up. Yeah, this this is just some ridiculous self serious stuff though. This this Kashimu okay. show, okay? Um, I don't know. Tell me more, because it sounds like you're you're about to really tell me how you feel. I feel like I'm I am, I've done that, have I not? Well, in in almost so, so many sense of the words. Yeah. Well, so ultimately, they're successful, and there's like kind of scenes of like these men who know you're not who you say you are are dying for you to keep the, the, the story alive that, that Shinjin's still alive. 
and he's like very shook by this. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It all kind of builds to like the finally where like there's like a thing with a horse. The, the well, the, oh, that Shin, can't Shin, be road. Shinji, Shin, Shin, yeah. Which is like this? Is this the spirit of Shinjin? I don't know. I imagined it was the spirit of all of us, all the of communal us, us. We, that we we cannot be ridden, we cannot be dominated. Well, is that not mm. what we're doing here, Jared? Right. Is that not what this is all about? Yeah. Uh, there's there's a dream sequence. It's all very colorful, very painterly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the other thing too is there's times in this movie that are just like jaw-droppingly amazingly shot and photographed yes sir yes the, sir that that sun the the hordes kind of walking across the the horizon line as john ford would talk about i, I and, was just gonna ask and, and there's piles of like the dead and they're just marching along and it look it looks incredible uh very screenshotable mm-hmm. and um yeah eventually the after three years they just go aha He's been dead all along. He died. And they're like, I knew it. And then the guy, the the villain, I guess, he like mm-hmm. just starts immediately bursting into Japanese singing voice. And I burst out laughing because it's I, like, I, I, I'm convinced that there's this, there's actually bad acting in this. I, I, yeah. I, I do think, oh, and then there's like the theater stuff in here too, that mm-hmm. I, I find just like a chore. I, I don't know. This is, I don't know. I, after well, watching, you, like, you don't of... like any of the theater stuff in any of the Criterion films, I, I think. And I, I'm not. I don't think I'm overstepping. Mostly, Most I mean, there's, it's real hit and miss. A lot of misses. But in this, I kind of was like, oh man, this stuff again. Always with the Kabuki theater references and no theater stuff like that. I'm always like, ah, this always like takes me out of it. Like in uh, Floating Weeds, one, <laughs> the the older one. It's got that Flo- there too. Flo- floating weeds okay. one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just before it passes, I gotta say I also wrote down what is this weird throaty song being played hey, that this guy is doing. Hey, <laughs> and you're just like, what is this? I, I, like, where I, did this come from? Oh yeah, he just like it's like this is his, is this like we're gonna get him. <laughs> I imagine that's like uh, like democratic uh, people down in the, the states right now. They're all just doing that weird throaty song, I see. but no. but it's probably like the hamster dance. Yeah, you know. Yeah, tell me what else. Um. Well, and then you get the big battle. That. Uh. Yep. I don't know. It's it, there's no drama to it. I don't think. I I I, I felt completely uninvolved in the and I like epics. I like. I I mean. I guess when I say these American style epics, like a, say a glory with Matthew Broderick, RJ. Uh, he's in a movie called glory. He is. And what uh, is that about? Denzel Washington. It's about civil war. Wait, 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 wait. What does Matthew Broderick play? Is he play Robert E. Lee in that movie? Uh, yeah, he's, he, I mean, he obviously plays a, uh, a, a union soldier with a, a unit. How many people does he kill? I think he's a union. Uh, I don't know, actually. With a with a car, <laughs> you mean? None. Well, were there any at that time? Any carriage uh, drive-bys or what? Um, not that I not that I recall. Okay. Anyway, okay. that's that's good movie. But I, I like I like some sort of movement though with this drama. And this feels so stilted the entire time watching it. I feel you. I feel you. I, it never really drew me in. Okay. Um, which I guess like 
Is that the theme, RJ? Is, is that a theme of this movie where it's about? Are you like, ever going to think of it again? Uh, this movie? Yeah. No. Oh, you you meant theme in 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 what? Being drawn in is that the theme? Is that what you were? Well, no. The, the it's like kind of like it's not supposed to be about. There's not supposed to be like kind of movement and drama because it's about like the best way to live a life is to not do anything because as soon as you do, you get your head cut off. I mean, that's kind of. It's kind of how we're living right now. No, mm-hmm. yeah. the best thing to do is just, just hang, hang tight. Yeah, that's what I tell people. Just hang tight. Things will be good. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just chill. Or you know, if you go out in the world, who's to say if you went out to Taco Time tomorrow, who's to say you wouldn't get your head cut off? That's true. Just don't do. Don't leave the house. Don't yeah. do things. Don't do things. Don't upset the order. Don't do anything. That's why I've been telling Andrea all the time. She's always like, can we go do something? Like pre-COVID. She's like, let's get out of the house. I'm like, we might get our heads cut off if we leave. She's like, what? When would that happen? I was like, when wouldn't that happen? Come on. Mm-hmm. Meet me halfway here. You know what I mean, Jared? That's right. Yeah. You know, well, anyways. Anyways. What anyway. were we talking about? Uh, Bowfinger. <laughs> Just, do you agree? This is this is kind of like Bowfinger. So RJ's uh, letterbox review is he's got some mention of Bowfinger in it because that movie involves Chubby Rain, um, yeah. and Steve Martin and two Eddie Murphys. What is the plot of that film, Jared? About filmmaking and stand-ins, perhaps. Yes. Well, it's also kind of like uh, the Prisoner of Zenda. You know, you know about Prisoner of Zenda. Sounds like something anime related. It isn't actually. It does sound no. like anime though. Yeah. It's not anime. Are you it is serious? Not. But yeah, it's about this young boy named Link, and he has to save uh, Princess Zenda. No. Uh, oh, it's, it's, an, I, it's, I, it's, it's a to, from Wikipedia. It's an adventure novel from 1894, uh, written by Anthony Hope, in which the king of Ruritania is drugged on the eve of his coronation and is thus unable to attend the ceremony. Political forces within the realm are such that in order for the king to retain the crown, his coronation must proceed. Fortuitously, an English gentleman on holiday in Ruritania who resembles the monarch is persuaded to act as his political decoy in an effort to save the unstable political situation of the interregnum. I'm not going to lie to you, Jarrett. About 10 seconds in, I started to drift a little bit on mm-hmm. uh, what you were talking about there. That's fine. And uh, it's not anything against you. It was just kind of like, I was just being, it was like waves of information just going over me. And I, I kind of, like not consciously, but it was kind of just like, is this going to affect me in some way in the future? I'm not sure. And I still don't know. Do you feel better though? I feel fine. You feel fine? No. So what is Zendar? <laughs> It's a place. It's a state of mind. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. Aren't we all a little bit Zendar in a, it's in about, a way? So it's about political decoys. Interesting. Is that not what Bowfinger is about? <laughs> well, so if, so Prisoner of Zend is so popular that there is not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not, but actually, yes, six Prisoner of Zend movies. Huh. One, How many one, one starring Peter Sellers, who loves to play more than one guy. Uh, one, mm. one star, starring our good friend Stuart Granger and Deborah Carr, as YouTube has corrected me, as opposed to Deborah Kerr. Uh, is it? Wait, when, what? Which was which was the one I said? 
Kerr or Carr? I think we we would have said Carr Kerr back when. Someone else corrected us, or I corrected you? Someone else on YouTube. Fuck them. <laughs> we don't say stuff right. We've never pretended to pronounce stuff uh, pronounce stuff right. Well, people hate us for that. Yeah, but they hate it. They hate it. Who cared? People talk different, um, you know. So We're I mean, about to have different. Well, yeah. What's up? So Kajimusha. <laughs> yeah. Kurosawa was made this when he was seventy years old. Oof. Seventy years young, some might say. I don't. He was old, and uh, this kind of like fits into the thing that Quentin Tarantino has talked about: why he wants to stop making movies after like his whatever tenth movie because he doesn't want to become an old man director who makes boring old movies later sure. in life. And I think this is an example of that in some ways. What about Clint Eastwood? Uh, like what? What? Like which one? Any particular? Jersey one? Boys. Mm. Uh, what was another one that he just did? Invictus. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, case closed. Have you ever seen Jersey Boys, Jer? No. It was on a plane once, and uh, it was not a good movie. But you know, you could have guessed that. But he was—he's an old director too, right? Some would say he's one of the oldest. Clint. Yeah, yeah, how old is Clint Eastwood? Old. He's threatening to retire too, but he just keeps on making movies. Well, I mean, I, we're all threatening. To, we were we threatened to retire every week. Do we not? Um. So RJ. Yeah. What do you think of Kajamushi? I think Ka- that Kaja Kajamasha. Cage match. What do you think of Cage Match? Cage Match starring uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, Clint Eastwood is 80 years old, Jared. Okay. 80 years old. And his last movie was The Mule. And then before that was The American Sniper, Trouble with the Curve. Did he make that? Yeah, Richard Jewell, he just came out with. Oh, wait. I'm looking at actor. Yeah. Richard Jewell, The Mule, 1517 to Paris, Sully. But directed by is in brackets for Sully. Does that mean he didn't direct that movie? Gage uh, uh, Amusha? Yeah. Uh, so I definitely think I like this a little bit more than you. I don't think this is uh, – this wasn't blowing any dicks off, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Or, or non-binary genitals of any type. I don't think we're getting blown off. Uh, I do think that – What if I don't have genitals? That's fine too. Uh, your your pupus that would be extended. I that's what that's called, Jarrett. Don't have one. No, that's not your genitals. It's the thing right above your genitals. I, your I, pupus. Whatever that is, I don't have it. Yeah. Well, that's what if you if you didn't have genitals, I imagine that would be extended. It's the pupus, is what it's called. Uh, I imagine that would not be blown off. Uh, I see that a lot of people are very big fans of uh, Kagamusha. Which I feel is the case with Kurosawa in general. With Kurosawa in general. And I do think that there's probably a good contingent of people that are like Kurosawa in color. People love everything. They love Redbeard. They love Akiru. They love Kajamusha. They love Seven Samurai. They love Hidden Fortress. They love it all. Well, a couple of those are good movies, but uh, Redbeard is uh, not very. Well, we did or, not find it interesting. And then, then I think we really hit rock bottom with uh, his adaptation of the Lord Depths. Uh, yeah, 
Well, I mean, the Gorky guys know our opinion on uh, mm-hmm. the lower yeah, caps. There, uh, there's a good movie between the two. Sh- well, we still have to watch that Gorky movie. Uh, shut, well, you got to read that Gorky sh- book, sh- no? I know, Mother, it's right there. Yeah, what have you been doing? You could you could have been reading that instead of playing uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Well, it's not going to play itself. Well, it doesn't have it, it doesn't have like flamey skull heads and like it might and, you uh, don't know that leaping hounds and uh like how, things I haven't seen yet in the game because it's hard. How do you know that it could uh-huh. be in there uh-huh. in the book? Kurosawa, well, it's got yeah, he's got fans. So I yeah, beloved. I Beloved. I feel like a lot of people are probably like the Kurosawa color uh, stands, which uh, up front, like, I do think this movie looks great. Yes. Tons of great scenes. The color is amazing. Like uh, the horizon that John Ford presented is just <laughs> super cool. Uh, but even like some of the more like not as like obviously fancy hmm. scenes look great too well there's that so the, the one thing i guess it transitions from like that scene where it's like the stationary camera and just like the three men sitting and talking for the first mm. 10 minutes and then it cuts to the foot soldier who's like running and jumping through the like trenches right which is probably yeah. the most exciting set piece up for a long period of time i think oh uh, that's not true because you still get that like really great shot of like the rising or setting sun with everybody walking and marching along yeah. that's that seems like quite jumps out as just like a like a beautiful image but again yeah. there's, there's a lot of discussion and people walking and again I'm like i'm interrupting but discussion mm-hmm. about who what what how do we conclude that this person is who they say they are and it's just like this is not good writing <laughs> See, it's kind of like looking for a Sith Lord, Jared. How do how do you know if someone is is or isn't? Yeah. Who is the Senate? See, I think Kegamusha is more like the prequel Star Wars, way more than <sighs> Hidden that. Fortress is like Star Wars. I, I feel like you're you're making a really great case for the greatness of this film. <laughs> well, I mean, the memers out there would uh would definitely side with that, but I, I I'm making the, a hard. The, I, I go momos. The momos? Well, well, no momos, because that's that scary thing that guy tried to get kids to hurt themselves with. That oh, momo thing? Or the the moms. The moms? Moms are even scarier, dude. Moms, yeah. are, moms are very scared of momo. Yeah, moms are very scared they, of they momo. Thought, they thought momo was real in YouTube. I beg your pardon? Like, they thought momo was a real person? <laughs> well, they thought it was like part of a, a real conspiracy. Oh. Well, I mean... It was pretty spooky. Yeah. I saw that face. It looked spooky. Yeah, but it's like clearly like such internet horseshit that Momo's going to make your kid kill themselves. Oh, on their YouTube videos that I don't watch my children, but I will let them hang out with like like 35-year-old men who talk weird and open eggs with toys in them. Very, very normal. It's It was like Gen Z Bloody Mary, I think, Jarrett. Is how I would describe it. Did you ever think talking about Kegamusha would get we'd eventually come full circle to Momo? I did not. Whenever I heard someone say Momo, I said, "Don't do Momo, do Moo Moo. Mm-hmm. Make a cow because cows are wholesome." What was I talking about here? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, hard stance. This is more like Star Wars than uh, Hidden Fortresses, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, so I definitely like this movie more than you. Uh, I was not genitaled or non-genitaled blown off by this in any way. Uh, I think it's good. I think there's a lot of very nice scenery, but I do I do actually side with you where there are some scenes in this thing where I was kind of like, I wouldn't say checked out, but I was definitely like, resting my eyes a little bit <laughs> and i know what you're saying is how can you rest your eyes during a subtitled film and in my mind i was like i know what's going on i, I haven't heard that expression for a while like resting my eyes that's a that's a real dad move my dad would always say that when he was like very clearly sleeping he'd just yeah. be like i'm just resting no, no one rests their eyes you're asleep. Uh, so I was resting my eyes a little bit. And I will I will admit at one point I went and I uh, I changed the laundry, like, you know, wash into dryer and stuff like that. And I didn't pause it. I just, I was like, I can, a minute of this film lost is okay. I did lose out on po- potential memes, but uh, I didn't get a lot of screenshots from this, this uh, film. Wow. If you, and it, what I just previously declared is very screenshotable, and you didn't yeah, get very many screenshots. I mean, I'm not looking for fine artisanal screenshots. I'm looking for the memes. Fart, fart subs. Yeah, which there was almost none. Mm. Uh, I did get, I did get a couple, couple memes in here that I'll do. Uh, you know, my vintage uh, RJ post on the the Instagram, uh, the Whippets posts. So, uh, but there wasn't as many there, but. Uh, for in terms of the story, as soon as it started, I was like, I feel like this is a bad idea. I feel like this is putting a horse into uh, the hospital, as John Mulaney would say, where it's like, it's like we're gonna get this convict to pretend to be the double. And I was like, hmm. I was like, is this the right call? Uh, but uh, I do like, like the sniper scene. I think is super cool. Uh, a lot of the shots are very nice. There are some things that are. I even did like a couple of the talkie scenes, like when they introduced the double to the podcast commission, when they're just all kind of like there and they're, they're like, Ooh, I was like, I thought that was cool. Uh, I did think some of the rival stuff was, uh, was cool. And I do, I don't mind the ending. It's kind of 400 blows esque in a way. It's not reaching for that banner. Yeah. It's reaching forward a little bit. Uh, so I, I mean, I didn't mind that either. Um, I just, Swarja, just, just so you know, I just sent this to you on on the Facebook. Um, I typed I, 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 I typed in Kajamusha because I'm like I'm gonna have to grab a, a, a JPEG for the uh, the episode that always accompanies the graphics of the actual MP3s. Hey, do you see that though? Ooh, Star Wars: The Influence of Akira Kurosawa. Is that Queen Amidala? Yeah, what's the read that headline? Star Wars: The Influence of Akira Kurosawa's Kegamusha on the Phantom Menace film news. People won't believe me, but from, I did from not the from the Daily this. Hind. From the Daily Hind, is that like? I feel like it. There should be a U there. Da- like. Dailyhindnews.com. The Daily Hind. Whoever this person was was clearly well. well holy shit! This uh, this uh, thing came out like three four months ago. See, it was uh, October second, twenty twenty. That's why that's why the kids love it. Okay, so I it's like I said, I, people won't believe me, but I def I absolutely didn't um, look into this. 
I was just uh, riffing, and I was like, hey, those movies are kind of alike. So I, I, I'm not a subscriber to The Daily Hind, but uh, maybe I should be now. I did uh, actually, with my uh, overall dissatisfaction with this movie, I was yeah. like curious. I was like, you know what? You know who I bet didn't enjoy this movie either? Pauline Kale. And sure enough, I, I looked it up, and Pauline Kale, not, she wasn't a fan of it either. Because people were like, whoa, everyone loves it. She's like, not me. So I don't know. Does that mean I'm I'm the Pauline Kale? No. she She's much better at expressing herself and talking about things than me. But I feel like, okay, good. I'm not alone. <laughs> Can you remind me who Pauline Car- Carol is? Carol? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know who Pauline Carroll is. Pauline Kale is a. Who's pa- Pauline Kale? You, you'll have to watch that Charlie Kaufman movie again. Uh, the Netflix one. Is she the character in that film, no. or is that the person who wrote the book? Uh, she's the reviewer who writes. She's the review that gets read about uh, Woman Under the Influence. She was also the one that like really didn't like John oh. Cassavetes. Because he doesn't like art. Uh not quite. Oh, okay. I don't think that was her uh, bone to pick with him. Do you think Cassavetes liked Kegamusha? Uh, probably. Yeah? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Right. Um, what was I even talking about? Uh, yeah, I think this movie's. I think this movie's not bad. Uh, it's definitely too long. I think if this was a two-hour film instead of a three-hour, I think you'd probably even like it more. Mm-hmm. Zombie dream sequence is pretty cool. I like that. See, it's like, if, is it a zombie if it's in a dream? It's a memory ghost, Jerry. It's a memory zombie. Right. Hmm. We haven't encountered that very, very much. No. It's a memory zombie. Right. Uh, like, well, that I mean, just the colors in that thing is pretty cool. The mm. the painted backdrops, or whatever. Did, uh, from from the uh, Criterion essay I was reading, uh, Kurosawa originally wanted to be a painter. Well, that makes. Did he paint those backgrounds, or? I'm sure someone else did that part. Yeah, yeah. But but he he said, "Hey, guy, I want I want it to look like that. Mm. I, I want it to look like vaporwave. Vaporwave is that in any way similar to wharf wave? It's very different. Very different. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Kikamusha is fine. Uh, fine. I like it. Fine. Well, I mean, I think I think it's it's I. I uh, <laughs> I see why people like it a lot. I also see why you dislike it. So uh, I'm ki- I I honestly think I'm kind of right in the middle. Dislike strong. Do you not dislike it? Because that was the vibe I was getting by the way you were talking. <sighs> Underwhelmed, I guess. I just I okay. don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. But I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion, man. Is that that vintage Duncan touch? That you're talking about mm-hmm. over there, the Duncan Touch. The Duncan Touch. Like, yeah, some people would get arrested for that. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. No. Yeah, classic. Classic. Uh, what were we talking about? Okay, Kagamusha. Uh, should we should we mention the uh, contest? <laughs> well, let's talk about who hates this movie. Okay, cool. Uh, from Hibiscus. <laughs> Is this a repeat offender? I don't think so. Okay. One and a half stars. I guess I'm more of an Ozu guy. Sorry. Um, this is definitely clearly an Ozu guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite films include... What the fuck is this? Um, 
I W O W. I walk on water. I don't know what that is. Goodbye, Dragonin. Don't know what that is. Dharma. Don't know what that is. And 2001 Space Odyssey. Here is their bio, Jarrett. Gustav Tourfelt, 23 years old filmmaker. I'm open to anything. But my three main areas of interest and passion are Asian cinema, films from the late 60s, early. Oh, early 70s. I was going to say, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> early 76 hippie and experimental avant-garde. Wow. I love conceptual films, but the main goal of cinema should always be emotional impact. The intellect is without a doubt secondary. Wow. Uh, they also. Oh, they also what? They also like Giallo, horror, exploitation, wuxia, kung fu, Japanese, cyberpunk. Wow. Well rounded individual. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, I'm looking at like their five star films. It's stuff I don't know, but then stuff like Holy Mountain and El Topo and The Wicker Man. And stalker, and being there, mm-hmm. bizarre. What other, uh, what other, uh, what else is hibiscus working on here? Uh, <laughs> they gave half a star to the Scorpion King. Yeah. They gave half a star to Ready Player One and uh, Avatar. Who, who is this I'm speaking to? Oh, uh, who me? Apparently, it's Jordan Peterson. Uh, is what someone on the internet said. Oh, Jesus. Um, did you see that comment? Someone said I sound I like Jordan Peterson. I, I, I recall. I, I've never heard that guy talk, which I, I find very fortunate for myself. He sounds like Kermit. So well, you've mentioned, yeah. Damien Callender. Okay. Two stars. That's a bad name. I kept falling asleep, so I had a hard time following the plot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, they rested their eyes, I guess. I can, t- I can tell it's a well-made film, just maybe not for me. I'll probably give it another watch cause there were some cool scenes. I mean, I kind of appreciate this person's bluntness, but they are favorite film in fight club. Yeah, that's a good film. That's a, that's a Damien right there. That's a Damien right there. Uh, what do we got here? Holy shit. Jared. They just watched little giants. Wow. Do you end possessor? Oh, they gave Little Giants three stars, said, can't wait, uh, I can't see with this thing on. I think that's a quote from the movie, potentially. They gave three stars to Possessor. Mm. So, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Kegamusha was just a couple months ago. Uh, I mean, based on what I'm seeing, I'm kind of on board with this person's other ratings. Hmm. Not not the Possessor one, but uh, the other things I'm seeing, which I'm not mentioning. Okay. But I'm looking at in my own personal opinions. Okay then. Uh, finally, JP. Okay. Two stars. Okay. Memorized by opening scene and the detailing on the sniper in Shinjin assault, but after a point, it becomes tedious. It's kind of like you, eh? Hmm. Makes sense. They gave a lot of Black Mirror episodes five stars, which I feel like. Should you? I don't know. They gave Slow West five stars, which I feel like. Whoa. Should you? I don't know. Uh, remember Manchester by the Sea, Jarrett? The movie you said no one would talk about ever again? We're yep. talking about it. Uh-huh. They gave it five stars, buddy. Wow. 
five stars. Let's see some half-star films. These are all Bollywood movies. I don't recognize any of these. So I don't know what that means. A lot of Bollywood films, this person. Okay. They, yeah. They gave Amore one and a half stars. That's supposed to be a good movie, is it not? The the Michael Haneke film? Amore? I haven't seen it yet. I own it, but... It's supposed to be good, though, right? It's supposed to be good. Like, funny game's good. Not like funny games. <sighs> well, um... Any other thoughts on Kajamusha? He's aight. It was aight. Aight. I mean, people people love it. Uh, yeah, people love funny games too, though. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just looked. My funny games review has zero likes. Yeah. No likes. Yeah, no, no one cares. I don't care. I, I'll be the guy to say it. Fuck mm-hmm. him. Fuck him. Yep. Oh, uh, like and share, or do what? something to promote our podcast. Oh, you want to talk about you want to talk about a DVD? Yeah, I have a DVD of uh, Kegamusha, uh, donated by uh, first friend of the show, uh, even superseding friend of the show Ryan Nagel, I believe, uh, yeah. Mr. Lawrence Krychek. And uh, that is his last name, I can say with confidence. Uh, and I don't know if you can see this, Jared, but this DVD is a Crazy Mike original. So from Crazy Mike's video. You know what? That, that actually might not even be from the uh, the, the Lawrence Krychek collection. That is might this have been, from yours? Yeah. I think that, that might have been in the box with his other stuff. That might have been one that I found for like five bucks when Crazy Mike's is going out of business. And I just hit that foreign film section. And just mm-hmm. bought everything that said Criterion when it was like five bucks or something. Like that. Actually, it might have even been cheaper. Like it was like ridiculous. But that's where that's from. Even better, even better. So fuck Lawrence. <laughs> what has he done for us lately? What has he done for me today? Is what I want to know. Uh, but anyways, I have this DVD. I'm never gonna watch it again. So uh, Jared and I, I mean, today is already going down in history as the end of democracy. Uh, so we could sign it. We could date it. You could pay extra if you don't want us to sign it. But uh, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, how people always do these, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it might. What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what the word is? What are you doing with your hands? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Like drum up the word. You're trying to like breathe in the fumes. Exposure, some kind of like endorsement. A a contest. A contest. A promotion. Yeah, I'll I'll make a post tomorrow and it'll be like, uh, do something to promote our podcast in a legal and appropriate way, Uh, and uh, maybe you can win this uh, Kegomusha. I'll even mail it to you. An official. Does it have the booklet, RJ? Does it have the? It does not. No, it doesn't, because none of them did. Um, So it is a previously used DVD store that went out of business that I got for like Mm -hmm. nothing, and we're giving it away. Uh, Are we giving it it away? I I don't know what RJ is going to ask. That's his business. It's It's Kurosawa business. Um, mm-hmm. and he's, and you, you can get it. He'll mail it to you. Whatever, yes, I whatever, will. whatever he asks you to do. I have nothing, I have nothing to do with this. This is RJ's business. Uh, the cops, you can go to him. I don't know. I wash it's my like hand. I, I wash my hands of whatever he's going to have you do for him. It's like I said, you just have to promote our podcast in some way. I don't know what that entails. 
Is that it? I, I think that's how these things run, right? I've never done one of these things before. I don't know oh, how it works. Yeah. Just promote our podcast in a good way, but it's got to be legal and appropriate. We don't want any weird shit in there, all right? Yeah, Rob Eagle. <laughs> no weird shit, okay? And I will Oliver. send this to you. <laughs> Oliver, for sure. He's such a pervert. <laughs> Archie, he's can, yeah, well, such oh, a oh, oh, he's so, You can't even say it. It's just... uh, what a creep, that guy. Oh. Oof. So, yeah, that's going to be a thing. It's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, it's something. Huge. I'll definitely send this to you if you do something for us. That's le- <laughs> <laughs> As I said, that is legal and appropriate. Okay. Okay? That's my only uh that's my only condition there. It must be legal and appropriate. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we're good. Right. We're good. Well, that being said, after the break, mm-hmm. neither of us survived the big battle, and we just go go for a swim in that big old river, and then artfully float away. The old man river. That's exactly the 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 belly river. It's almost the same thing, right? Where we slaughtered the Cree. Ooh, is that the Iron Maiden song? Should be. Jake Gyllenhaal asked you to be his decoy for when he dies mm-hmm. horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, what movie role would you take on his behalf? Like upcoming, or if yeah. I if they if they needed? Oh, okay, so upcoming. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be asked to be someone like Godzilla in a live action film, like to actually be Godzilla. I would maybe do that, but. Uh... I don't know, like, it'd probably be some kind of artsy movie that starts with, like, uh, just fat people naked dancing for, like, ten minutes is probably what mm. I'd end up having to do, I think. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What's that movie called? <laughs> Nocturnal Animals. That's the one. Yeah. Do you um, think I look like him? We got a f- uh, email... Criterion Creeps at gmail.com. You can tell us about if RJ looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Three people said, so three complete strangers. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwood. Yeah. We're on YouTube. We've got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. 
Tumblr. We have a contest. We have a contest. Check it out Do on something. I think RG's going to post about it on Instagram or something. I don't know. I'm giving vague instructions because I don't actually know what I want. Awesome. Good. RJ, next week. Yeah. It's, been, it's a double header. Come yeah. on. No. Two, two more Japanese movies. Sub- subtitles, meaning reading. You can't just listen in the background. you got to watch. What if I want to rest my eyes a little bit? Spine 268 and 269 in the collection. Saijin Suzuki's Youth of the Beast from 1963. And Fighting Elegy from 1966. Double header. Yeah. And then that's followed by a double header, too. Yeah, dark times. We're, this is definitely the darkest timeline, but perhaps there's light on the horizon, RJ. Is it? Is there? I hope. In what sense? I don't know. The, the biblical sense. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, so fuck it. Good night. I'm never coming back. No more double headers. <laughs>